Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how it's pointless to continue on with this podcast because Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen are starting one. Yep. Uh, my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, hey. Matt Polly. Hey, I was born in the U.S. We're going to talk about the bosses, or DWI. Together, we are the Inglorious Pastors. Of course he did. I'm sure you and I would have gotten that that charge thrown out with a, only yeah, yeah, a $500 yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I like the Super Bowl uh, commercial and uh, where he's in a fucking car driving around. <laughs> yeah, you should buy Jeep. Yeah, it was, it was pretty compelling. Yeah, Jeeps are fun. Hey, I'm the guy that wrote "Born in the USA." God damn it! Yeah, Courtney hey, Cox was hey, in one of my videos. Is that the guy from the Conan O'Brien? TV show playing on the drums. Max Weinberg. <laughs> yes, it is. As a matter yeah, of fact, Max Weinberg. Right? Yeah, yeah. don't get a lot of those. Uh, no, it looks like J- like Jerry Seinfeld. But if Jerry Seinfeld and Lou Ferrigno had a baby, <laughs> what the fuck? No, That's Max Weinberg. <laughs> I think he stretched that one a little bit. I was with no, you with the Jerry Feinfeld, but I got it. I'm I right. totally got it. Yeah, Max Weinberg is the love child of Jerry Seinfeld and Lou Ferrigno. What am I missing? Why are we talking about the Hulk? Why are we not? He doesn't look like Lou Ferrigno. No, he looks like a mix of Lou. Ferrigno. No, he fucking doesn't. With excellent posture. Stop it. You ever seen him play the drums? He yeah, he's a fucking posture. drummer. I know. Yeah. He sits on that stool straight. Don't fuck with him. Stab you in the heart with what? a drumstick. What the fuck? Is I don't. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about our transition. I have something. I was listening to the lyrics of uh, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. <laughs> What the fuck is going on in that song? I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Don't question your decision. Though none go, though, though none go with me, I still will follow. What the fuck? Um, uh, my cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. Why the fuck are we carrying crosses uh, to see Jesus? I know, man. No turning back. No turning back. The world be- behind me, the cross before me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I mean, it's not the only manipulative him out there. But I hate to tell you. No turning back. No turning back. <laughs> Boy, the world's really shifted when that's the thing we're complaining about. No, yeah. but it, I Thank know, God. it used to be. Yeah. Thank God what our a- president didn't say something stupid fucking crazy. Who fucking cares, Travis? <laughs> you care. You're fucking listening to us on a fucking podcast. Shut the fuck up. You bearded freak. I love you, Travis. Oh, God. I've got something. Yeah. So we spent the last God knows how many years. It feels like a fucking millennium. 69. Talking. 69 years. Yeah. That's a millennium, right? Complaining about. Noise. Complaining about Donald Trump or, com- or complaining about Mitch McConnell. Why is there always one fucking guy that has all the power in the Senate? Yeah. Can we talk about fucking Joe Manchin? Why is that person never a Democrat? Why can we? No, he is. Can we talk about Joe well, Manchin now? No, he's not. Everybody's. I don't know who Everybody's worried is. about Joe Manchin, Manchin's vote. He's the fucking demo, quote unquote Democrat. Is that a real name? Yes, he's a Democrat from West Virginia. 
West Virginia. <laughs> well, I, which I, means he's a which means he's a liberal dude. Either be a fucking Democrat or be a goddamn Republican. Yeah, I know. Stop. I, I'm so sick of one person. It's first it was Susan Collins and and Murkowski from Alaska and Susan John McCain. Collins they had all the power. Then McConnell has out. all the power. And then fucking Joe Man. Now Joe Manchin has all the power. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. The guy that the guy yeah, that voted why to, is our, why, the on. guy that voted to confirm a fucking rapist to the Supreme Court is like. Um, the lady that wants to run the office of, uh, of, of management, budget, budget management, she sent some mean tweets. Are you fucking kidding me? Eat a fucking dick, you West Virginian asshole. Hey, can we talk Fuck about him, man. being upset that, um, God, that, uh, our president, Joseph Biden called somebody honey. I got called by honey today well, yeah. I, at work. It I got called be, sweetie yesterday. It happens feel, to be literally all the, time. all the time. <laughs> yeah, so stop yeah. it. I mean, honey, come on. Anything I don't else? Know. All right, no. well, thank God for that. Fuck Joe Manchin, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Joe Manchin. I think we got it. We that came across loud and clear. I'd rather West Virginia send us just two send us two Trumpers, oh, man. At least you know. At least you know. You know. Yeah. The, look on the bright side with Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly, Esquire. Oh, this guy's gonna hold the Democrats hostage for two fucking years. Yeah, with his bullshit. Oh, You're listening to the That's bright side. That's why nothing's gonna get uh, done. Matthew Polly, uh, Mr. Brightside himself. Whatever. Matt, what do you got? Fuck off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got any bright sides? <clears throat> not really. I mean, nothing really stands out. I mean, uh, I will say this. Um, Elijah is done with high school this week. Yeah. You know, in fairness, he was done about a year and a half ago. In fairness, <laughs> he was done about the time he walked in the door. <laughs> he was fucking but, done. Um, yeah, I mean, he's graduating early. He'll graduate in May officially, but he's he's done in February. And so um, he's going to be working part-time for uh, the guy he's worked for this past summer a little bit. I think, I think that's who he's working for. Probably should ask him. Um, I don't really keep up with my kids' lives much. Um, <laughs> Dad of the Year yeah, award. We're aware. I never claimed I was. Uh, anyway, so I mean that that's that's kind of surreal for Beth and I, obviously, yeah. because your your babies. Yeah, you've been counting down the days for that. No, I'm counting days till he moves out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like, I mean, I I hope that I'm a little worried because he does have some <laughs> does have some of my tendencies. <laughs> Towards laziness and not wanting to do fucking anything. Yeah, um, but he really does enjoy work. Like he he loves working with. Unless he uh, definitely didn't get that from you. <laughs> no, that party that <laughs> he got that from Beth. Thank God. His uh, his general um, ambivalence towards school he got from me. <laughs> I did well in for me in college. Um, fake college where I did. Yeah, I didn't get good grades in fake college. Yeah, like right. I did great in high school. <laughs> no, not so much in fake college. Um, but anyway, so he really does enjoy work. He didn't do well in Bible college. I just, yeah. Um, he didn't really try. No, I didn't. didn't. really apply himself. No, because none of it was fucking relevant to anything I was going to be doing. <laughs> which apparently is working hey, this thing you're getting Hey, this thing you're getting a degree in, there's no way to actually train you for it. Yeah. So here's a bunch of dumb fucking Bible classes. Hey, Travis says, <laughs> what about the wild, wonderful whites of West Virginia? Travis, if you haven't seen uh, The Dancing Outlaw. Well, I'm thinking that's what, what he's doing, talking about. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen the Dancing Outlaw, go go watch it. When I think Wild Wonderful Whites, I think Travis in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a um, reality show that was yeah, on MTV. That's great. Thank God for that. MTV used to play music twenty years ago. Here I was sniffing airplane glue out of a sandwich bag. <laughs> I'm like, Look at me, motherfucker. 
Travis says he's seen it. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. That's a quote from Jessica White. Uh, and I came out of the holler. He shot me, man. He knows their names. Michael. Okay. Wait. How many <laughs> fucking shows can you... I, I how know. do you do it? No, no, no. I don't when want you post stuff in the television. Sloppy, <laughs> slimy. Hey, you post stuff in the way you've been television and film thing. Like I watched this entire them. series. It's it's daily. How the these are my fuck shades, you do my it? Costly shades. There's there's not even enough time for you driving, watching while you're driving, which I know you do. Now Jesco is three men in one. <laughs> I'm done. I'm there's fucking Jesco, done, man. There's Jesse. Most beautiful man you could ever love. And then there's Elvis. And when Elvis comes along, Michael. Priscilla has to be quiet. He has listen quotes. to the songs. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> go watch. Go. God damn go watch it, man. Dancing Outlaw. Find it online. It'll change your life. Anyway, yeah, Elijah's graduating, and the weather's—it's—it's it's been fifty degrees the last couple of days. There's my bright side. Brad, fuck, what do you got before we get to him? God, I just, <laughs> Michael, what do you got? Um, uh, my bright side is uh, the, the this album that our that our that our guest is on. Um, uh, it's incredible. Um, and uh, oh. also uh, the the podcast with with Lizzie, um, and and Grace as well uh, under our roof. Been listening to it; it's awesome. So okay, all right, Brad, what do you got? Um, yeah, yeah. The answer to that question is yes. Um, so <laughs> oh, so I was the weather was going to be one of my things. I had a pretty short day at work yesterday, and then I was off today and so i've had two cigars <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna smoke one this weekend because it's supposed um, to be nice again but i was sitting outside today and i i sat there for probably a good five minutes just staring at my stupid phone while i was smoking a cigar and then all of a sudden i heard birds mm -hmm. and i so, and i like stopped like it literally like stopped me dead in my tracks i was like the birds are back the birds oh, are back shit. in town and then i looked at our trees in our yard in the tree yeah that's right God, I hate that song so much. What was the bird song? Was the is that the one with every season? Freebird? No, I'm talking about the bird. B y r d s. That's the birds. Yeah, that's yeah. To every they season. They did Freebird? No, that no. was fucking Skinner. You <laughs> said birds. I, yeah, I said yeah. Freebird. Yeah, I'm talking about to every season. Yeah. He thought the birds did Freebird. You should definitely. I didn't think that. I was talking about the birds. And then he said Freebird. Oh. I don't think that. Okay. Uh, no, they sing uh, the Ecclesiastes song. To every to everything there's a season. Turn, 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 turn. turn, turn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they sing that song. What was your thing? What were you saying? Oh, it's uh, just like birds. spring is or just around the corner. Like in after getting a fucking foot of snow and driving in that shit last week. Yeah. <laughs> Over it. Yeah. <laughs> Over winter. I don't generally yeah. mind winter, but that was enough for me. So um, anyway... Uh, that was my, I, I just, 
it just kind of feels like stuff starting to come back to life. I looked at our trees today and they have buds on them. Oh, do they like already? The, in my yard, my Boy, friend. that's a little early. So, no, that's, yeah. I mean, for some trees, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so it was just like, I just had that moment today of like, everything was kind of right. Like it was, the sun was shining on my back and yeah. it was warm. I was just out in a t-shirt, you know what I mean? I didn't have to have a coat on. And so it just... I had the cigar and I just, everything was quiet. And then I just heard all the birds and it was like, oh shit. So, yeah. All right. Um, ready for Gary Busey? Mm-hmm. All right. I am Gary Busey. Meditating with Gary Busey. Thank you at Uber Eats for being there for my father-in-law's food needs right now. <laughs> oh God! Uh, uh, oh no, that's just uh, funny. Well, you're frozen, buddy. Oh, oh there, right, well, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. You're pixely. Yeah, that that, uh, that was weird. It's Minecraft, um, Michael. Yeah, those of you listening in the video, uh, it will be muted for a little bit, so don't freak out and be like, "Oh, where the guy? I don't hear him anymore." Just calm down; it'll be fine. We'll come back, and 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 you're gonna not gonna hear us for a second, and then you'll hear us. If you like Icelandic falsetto, if you think Nick Cave's the bomb, if like to crank Marvin Gayo when you bang the Paulie's God damn it, man. <laughs> Have we got a show for you? Music time, music time, music time. This is my favorite Music time, music time, music time, music time. Music time. <laughs> it's time for the music. Uh, what do you got? Uh, so, so we're gonna do songs uh, from from uh, the artist. Are we uh, all doing that? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. I didn't um, hear that part of the well. Discussion. You were. Who knows what you were doing? I was getting beer for you guys. All right. I, I didn't need a beer. I'm fine. You're getting beer for you and your brother. Well, that's two thirds of us, Michael. I mean, that's definitely a majority. Six point six, bitch. <laughs> Devil's number. What is he doing? What is he ever doing? So, um, do you want to? I'm going to play a song. So, um, similar. uh, This album is fucking phenomenal. Uh, Preacher's Kid. Go download it. Listen to it on Spotify a thousand million times. Yep. Uh, Just as you're going to bed, put it on repeat and just. I'll just leave my computer open tonight. Just let it play. Let it play. So I'm going to the. I listened to this album, um, and the first track really blew me away. And I'm like, oh, my God, what yeah. is this? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this is called Bethlehem. Um, and I'm going to actually skip to the second verse because that's where I was like, oh, this is so good. So uh, here we go. My dad's never cursed in his life. I asked if he smoked. He said twice. <laughs> Well, by that standard, I'm a goddamn failure. I passed blunts the day I married my wife. 
But I'm a child of God, just in case you forgot And you cast me out every single chance that you got And that's your loss, not mine I'll be better than fine You just missed your shot to meet the unholy divine I'm saying that's such a good line yeah. Yeah. Gave me, That line gave me the chills the yeah, first I was time like, I heard oh it. my god yeah, This is going so on my top good. ten list yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's already, already I yeah. already have it on my yeah. top yeah, me too. So do I. It's only it's it's eight quote unquote eight songs. It's only twenty minutes. There's a couple just little yeah. I literally listened to it on the way here. Yeah, I listened to it on the way home from work. It was perfect. No kidding. I think I think I said earlier I listened to twenty. I probably listened to it like thirty times. I've listened to it a fuck ton. Uh, tell you what. Go ahead. You play yours. Um, the song Youth Group. Yeah, is probably my favorite. I mean, I like them all, but it's probably my favorite song in the record. Um, it's about lock-ins. Yeah, sort of. Just about youth groups. I mean, it's just but like yeah. just the weirdness yeah. of youth groups. I yeah. think is really and so many of us and our listeners like grew up in that just weird ass subculture. Like mm-hmm. where and so this song hit. Like and then like I s- said, like when I was in youth ministry, like I fucking hated doing lock-ins, but I was expected to do them by you know the church leaders. Yeah. It was one of those things you just kind of had to do. Damn Nobody can explain why, but yep. um, oh, we're going to do a lock-in this year, right? Oh God! And then the kids would bug you and wanted want you to do them, and then I just told them no. Well, like, but no, then, but then you'd out in the corner. No, but then you'd the finally do them, and they'd be church. like whining by three in the morning. Yeah. I was like, "Get me the fuck out!" Can of I go home? I'm anyway, so bored. Such I a need weird, to call my mom. such a weird subculture of Christian youth groups, like. It just is, if you didn't grow up in it, you just can't even explain it to somebody. Like, yeah. Uh, and so this song is kind of about that. Youth group lock-ins are a really strange concept that youth group leaders seem to really like. <laughs> it's like, let's take some repressed hormonal teenagers and put them in church and God, that's so good. Jesus is a ghost hiding in the church. And if you just stay long enough, you'll find him. But in my experience, it is. The only thing you find is your sexuality. This one's for the kids. Their sexual awakening at the youth group lock in. God, it's just that gives I just got the chills again. Yeah, it's so so good. Oh man, and it's funny because she mentions in the interview how she talked about it. She st- it started as like a joke on TikTok that that yeah, and then as it goes on, yeah, you, there's a there's a change a shift in tone yes where it becomes a little bit more serious and we're like oh there were consequences right. to all this shit yeah, right yeah. right right there were there were things that happened yeah. that caused trauma. It made me think today about and I didn't talk about this in the interview, but I wonder, you know, I, I almost I don't I don't really worry about it, but I think you know, did I what trauma did i cause i know i'm we, sure we I all cause trauma oh, i'm, I'm sure, sure some I'm and sure. what's crazy is i'm i'm sure we we all did some and i would consider us we were some of the good ones yeah like yeah we were trying that like we were learning that, and growing and, we, it, and trying it, it, right to, we were our yeah. beliefs were evolving and so we brought the kids along with that like but still i'm sure we still did yeah. oh yeah so, there's no doubt yeah um i'm sure somebody still pissed at us or something yeah. probably <laughs> and they're right yeah i'm sorry yep probably I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the outro, oh, Promised okay. Land, because I think it 
Oh, I had this stuck in my head the other night, and like three in the morning, couldn't go back to sleep. Oh it, my it, gosh! Yes. I think it really, it really highlights her how good. Thanks, her, Grace. It really, it really highlights. <laughs> yeah, it really highlights how good Grace's voice is. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. It just. Uh, so I'm just gonna play this. It's only a minute eighteen. I'll we'll just play a minute. I like a bit posture too. The interlude is really solid too. Yeah. Did you mute me? No, I. I there we go. But I'll be long in the promised like land. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you think I am, but I'll be ready at the Father's hand. I may never know money, I'll never know fame, but I wrestle too long to lose my name. I got a mouth full of blood, my knuckles are blue, but I'll sleep real good, baby. How about you? Baby, how about you? I don't know who you think I am, but I'll be long in the promised land. I don't know who you think I am, but I'll be ready at the Father's hand. At the Father's hand. Oh, Lord, take me home where my soul is good and grown. Echo. Oh, Lord, take me home. I won't have done this walk alone. I don't know who you think I am. I'll be long in the promised land. I don't know who you think I am. By the way, dog leash. Is that what it is? Yeah, her dog leash is at the beginning and yeah. it feeds into that. Yeah. I, I noticed that because I listened, I started right over yep. and I noticed that. I just, yeah, I mean, that. Talk about a queer anthem. Yeah. Like that. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Listen to the whole album. It's 20 minutes. Yeah. And listen to it again and again and again. Yep. So yep. this concludes music time. And we're back. We're back. Don't freak out. We're back. Um, okay. Um, all right. Well, hold on. Let me let me start this. You need your own theme song, buddy. I know. It takes too much time. I'm gonna run out eventually. <laughs> good. We'll kill that segment when it happens. Yeah. All right, so this song is called. I, I felt like it needed to go in this episode. The song. I, this is the first time I've I've gone off the track listing. <laughs> this is the final song of the album. Uh, it's called Unglued, and it, it, I felt like it was it was important to do this one because uh, it has to do with youth group. And this is a song I wrote when my one of my favorite pastors. Uh, youth pastors left the church and it was the one of the only few that actually willingly left like he had a better job um anything was a better yes, job anything was a better job um so this is this is the song i was not happy about it so and now now i see i was fucking wrong but this is called unglued why did you change your mind what makes you so sure seek and you will find ye will find just what you're looking for you went King James. Yeah. And everybody trusted you. Trust me. I trusted you. Yeah, everybody trusted you. Why did you come unglued? And why did you waste our time? <laughs> Just to let us down. You fucking waste of space. You were in your prime. And now, you're not around. Youth ministers don't have a prime. Yeah, he was, he was in the prime. And everybody trusted you. Trust me, they trusted you. Yeah, everybody trusted you. So why did you come unglued? And now that it's all over, what do you have to say? Now that it's all over, 
What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> I, teed, I teed up a few a few down periscope sound bites for Brad this week. Okay, here we go. This is unglued. Real premiere. <laughs> Why did you change your mind? What makes you so sure? Seeking you will find just what you're looking for. And everybody trusted you. Trust me, they trusted you. Yeah, everybody trusted you. Why did you come glue? our time just to let us down you were in your prime and now you're not around and everybody trusted you trust me they trusted you yeah everybody trusted uh, you apparently no mid-range on the mic <laughs> <laughs> nope That is one X, by the way. Good God. You motherfucker, I hate you. You're dead to me now. Yeah, that's it. That moron! So that was uh, unglued. Me when I was a teenager. Prepubescent. Um, don't worry, there's more to come. God damn it. Why am I doing this? Uh, uh, I think we're just going to go right in. <laughs> Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the new speed. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie Rice is back. She oh, is back. Man. Rice and beans. Stephanie Rice, emo correspondent. Stephanie Rice is here. Just riffing here till I find her article. All right. <laughs> the dicks are getting hitched, and their wedding what? hashtag generator produces comedy gold. Uh, getting married is something many women start planning for at a very young age. I can remember being a child and planning out exactly what my dress, flowers, color scheme, and bridesmaid dresses would uh, look like one day. The day has finally come, and suddenly you're being asked to spend the rest of your life with the man of your dreams. And literally, the last thing you had on your mind was the very moment, the seating arrangements, the or, or the hoarders, the uh, <laughs> the hoarders. Yeah, that's how you, that's how it's you not hoarders, yeah, Michael. Yeah, I checked. It's. I, I watched several pronunciation videos on YouTube. <laughs> Definitely hoarders. It's fucking not yeah, hoarders. I checked. Photographers or the unique hashtag that you'll dream up uh, later to keep the precious memories of your hash uh, in one search of hashtag. So um, anyway, so the dicks are are getting uh, married, and uh, they they knew that they needed to to have a hashtag. So they set up a website um, to seek out clever but fitting uh, phrase that would be uh, sure to wow their guests. And the results. Here we are. Um, they used a, uh, a married name hashtag generator on Shutterfly, which is apparently is a thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so here are the... What's their name? Dicks. 
I guess their last name is Dick. So the Dicks. <laughs> like Andy Dick. If he yeah, I get Michael. Andy. I know what Dick. I know. I, I wasn't confused. Oh, so, you mean like Dick? So here's the here the here the Shutterfly suggestions for their their married hashtag uh, hashtag about time Dick <laughs> hashtag aisle as in walking down the aisle be loving Dick <laughs> hashtag all Dick all the time <laughs> hashtag at last with Dick hashtag Becoming the dicks. <laughs> Hashtag better as a dick. Becoming the dicks was my 90s band of God. Yeah. Hashtag blessed with dick. <laughs> Hashtag born to be a dick. Hashtag That's calling, my memoir. Call, calling all dicks. <laughs> Hashtag can't get enough dick. Hashtag crazy about dick. Hashtag down the aisle with dick. Hashtag dreaming of dick. Eat, drink, and be dick. (laughs) That's a winner right there, man. Oh, my God. Dude, if we do another live episode, it's going to be called Eat, Drink, and Be Dick. I'm fucking writing that shit down. Eternally That is happening. Hashtag everyone gets dick. (laughs) Hashtag falling in dick. That'll be the the subtitle for our thing. Everyone gets dick. Hashtag falling in dick. (laughs) Hashtag finally a dick. Forever... Forever Dick 2020. All right, here's a good one. Make Dick I still would have great voted again. For that over make over Dick Trump. Great. Make Dick great again. <laughs> Hashtag married to Dick. Me and Mr. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Magoo. Uh, <laughs> Dick has a turtleneck. Hashtag meet the dicks. Hashtag Mr. and Mrs. Dick. I'm gonna write. OMG, it's Dick. I need to write a children's book called Dick Wears a Turtleneck. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Once Upon a Dick. Oh, God. Land of Dick, Life of Dick. <laughs> Live, Love, Dick. <laughs> That's it right there. Live, Love, Dick. Live in La Vida, Dick. Hashtag Love Grows with Dick. Love waits. Dick Dick The the Christian one. Love waits for Dick. (laughs) Dick rolling deep. (laughs) Dick said I do. Dick Dick shindig. Dick state of mind. Dick the wedding. Dick 2020. Dick's all the way. How many are there? Uh... Dicks get hitched. Dick in love. Dick LOL. Dick married life. Dick newlywed. There's Dick LOL on my wedding night. Dicks now and forever. Dick party of two. Uh, Is there one that's like Dick? Nah. Oh man, a lot of dicks. So that's 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 the well. That's pretty good. That was a journey, man. Really well. Thank you, Stephanie, for that. <laughs> Thanks for all the dick that, jokes. That is the gold medal of anything you've ever sent us. Yeah, that is. That's great. Whew. All right, what do we got? Uh, I don't know what anything's going to top that. Yeah, well, nothing, really. Uh, youngest woman to row solo across the ocean. That's row, row, row. Um, row. 21-year-old Jasmine Harris, uh, the youngest woman to row solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Harrison completed a 3,000-mile journey from Spain to Antigua all alone. That's She set a new record with her adventure as she was able to complete the 2020 
Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge in 70 days, three hours and 48 minutes. <clears throat> that's that's <clears throat> pretty fucking impressive. So, so yeah. how, how many days? How many uh, miles was it? 3,000 miles in 70 days. Yeah, about a little over 70 days. 42 miles a day. Yeah. That's a fucking shit. Almost button. 43 miles a day. Man, you got to wonder going that direction. She would have had to have been going like against the wind, right? Most not of the time. Not necessarily. No, I mean, hurricanes blow in from Africa. Yeah, but then they go up. Well, I, and then, I like, know, but I'm saying they do definitely blow east to west. Anyway, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah. I, yeah. In the picture the of the canoe, I mean, it's not like. You're, it's, not, it's not a canoe. <laughs> I mean, it's shaped kind of like a canoe, but it definitely has like an indoor sleeping area yeah. where she could go in and seal it up. And, yeah. and then I guess another one on the other side, probably for storage food mm-hmm. and whatnot. Said she lived on a shitload of like peanut butter and Nutella. <sighs> Boy, I bet she never yeah. eats that shit again. So, yeah. Peanut butter and Nutella? You could never get tired of that. Yeah, you Tor- that's a good. You get tired of fucking anything. No. I don't know. Well, man. It's if, you're the of the, if you're in the middle of the ocean, I bet there's nothing that tastes better than that. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like a a peanut butter and Nutella sandwich. I'm or guessing when she like, got to Antigua, she wasn't like, "God, I could go for really a peanut butter and." A- well, probably not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my Antigua, point. Antigua, Montego. <laughs> nope. That's not how it goes. Come on, pretty mom. Brad, what do you got? What else you got? If you don't start talking, he's going to keep doing that. So, Key Largo. Stop it. God. I was waiting for it. God damn it. You're on the Florida <laughs> Keys. Uh, jerk, <laughs> jerk neighbors pour poison over a couple tomatoes. Oh. Bret Hart? Couple. Is that Bret Hart? No, no. What? what the fuck? <laughs> Who's in poison? Who's the lead singer of poison? Bret Michaels. Bret Michaels. Michaels. Bret Hart's guy. a wrestler. Uh, same <laughs> guy. No, it's not. Michaels was his. The only thing that Bret Hart, had, Bret Hart was his wrestling name. They both have definitely Bret. had chlamydia. That's the only thing. That I'm pretty sure Bret Hart is that uh, dead links to me. those two. Is he? I'm pretty sure he died. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Anyway, whatever. Couple then unleashes an ant army on them. What? Oh, shit. So it's pronounced aunt. Pronounced aunt. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No, Aunt it wasn't Sue. like Thelma and the girls. It was like, Aunt like Sue an came actual over aunt. and said, "Listen here, you motherfucker, you leave my nephew <laughs> alone." Uh, so anyway, this this redditor recently shared an incident she had with her neighbors after they poisoned her tomatoes. Did it say why they poisoned the tomatoes? So it says, "Once many years ago, we innocently bought a house next door to a retired Marine couple." <clears throat> so I'm sure he's nice. Oh, yeah. uh, she was about six two and strongly resembled Arnold. It's not a tumor in his current state. <laughs> it's not a. Tumor. And he was about five seven and probably weighed 130 pounds. Oh, she resembled Arnold. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> they were very house and yard proud and thoroughly obnoxious about it. After living to them, living next to them for a short time, for some unknown reason, they decided. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> How do to- you have that? Why not? They decided to mount a campaign of general obnoxiousness against us. Started small, a note on a friend's car that she he was three inches over on their side when parked on the street. Same. Then it escalated. <laughs> they were, I, got, I got yelled at last I week for making a dick the, joke. He literally just made one. 
Michael, it, what it are started you doing? small. Is that what the <laughs> trying to get it three inches in on on Brad's side? Hold on. <laughs> what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> what the hell? If you're not paying the five bucks to watch this premium video <laughs> on content, what the fuck are you doing? With uh, so anyway, the next thing they did, they reported us to animal control for farm animals inside the city limit. We had two Shih Tzus. Those aren't farm animals. You can milk <laughs> well, anything. You, you can milk you anything, milk with Greg. They reported us to the health department. Can you milk me, Greg? If they milk they them, reported they us. They, <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so they did all sorts of this shit to them. <laughs> I will too if you work hard enough. What is? What the fuck is happening right now? Depends how many whiskeys I've had. Come, they told <laughs> me. We were breakfasting on the patio one lovely morning when I happened to look over and see a sprayer nozzle nozzle come through the fence slats. That's not a verb. Breakfasting is not a word. No. Well, anyway, they and they sprayed poison on my tomato and jalapeno plants. Why? So he said, so he said basically that point it was like, okay, this is enough of this shit. Yeah. So one thing about their house is that it must have been built on an ant hill. They constantly fought ants. We regularly heard them complaining about ants as they tried to rid them from their backyard. So the neighbors we obviously hate this them too. City on ants. No. And Stop roll. it. Our homes were built on a golf course and being considered patio homes all had lovely large patios with huge kitchen windows and blah, blah, blah. So I made a very, very large batch of simple syrup and froze it in ice cube trays. Uh, friends and I would sit on our patio and toss ice cubes. We had a point system that ranged from getting the cubes on the patio to getting them up against the base of the sliding door to getting them onto the counter and up against the wind- opening of the window. Yes! We gave them ants. Lots of ants. Yes. So they, I guess, just invaded. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they were those tiny ones. So we get those here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So she just kept doing it. She said, I went through five, three, five pound bags of sugar. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, and I forgot to mention when they were doing this, when they were doing this, (laughs) that's right. While they were doing this, the couple that lived in that other house, um, they were on vacation. Oh, oh shit. Yes. Six-week cruise. Oh, Three-hour tour. So it says, we knew exactly when the Marines got home from their six-week cruise. We could tell by the screeches of anguish. Apparently, the ants had made their way inside. <clears throat> there were screams from the kitchen and the pantry and the laundry room and the bathroom. Uh, battle was enjoyed. The army ants dug foxholes and built redoubts. <laughs> they built form special forces teams and closed protection units. The war raged for months. So, essentially, like they just, they just. I mean, it just was forever. Like they just kept getting them and getting them and getting them. And uh, well, because yeah. that syrup. I mean. I, or that simple syrup, it's just sugar. It's just going to yeah. sit there. I mean, for f- in 15... Yeah, it, it won't go away. 15 pounds of sugar. 15 pounds of sugar. Oh, my God. You know, fuck, fuck them. They deserve it. If you're so, going to be an asshole like that, you deserve what you get. Fuck it that says shit. in 
They the ants raged on until the Marines got their second breath and reinforcements in the form of their son, uh, the Marine Junior. <laughs> Further shenanigans ensued, and yours truly discovered that raccoons are not only exceedingly dexterous. They are inordinately fond of overripe figs, but that's another tale. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Don't be a dick, neighbor, I, I, man. Like, <laughs> like, I cannot fathom being the type of person that would go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill your plants. I'm going <laughs> to fucking kill your plants. Why? Like, for no fucking reason. I just, I don't get it, man. So, yeah, there's that. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. From the Orlando Sentinel. Florida man, Florida man. <laughs> a Florida lawyer has been disbarred. Is it one of Trump's guys? For using his attorney privileges. <laughs> Shit. It's been a minute. I didn't realize what I was doing Florida when I... Florida man, Florida man. <laughs> I like the other version does better. Does whatever a Florida man does. Stuffing meth up his ass. No drug screen would he ever pass. Look out. Here comes Florida man. He's got gators. <laughs> that was the extended cut. That was the a Florida cut. lawyer has been disbarred <clears throat> for using his attorney privileges to visit women in jail and video sexual encounters with him for a pornographic film. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> the state's highest. His name sounds like a porn star. The state's highest court last week disbarred Tampa attorney Andrew Spark. Oh, Andy Spark. Check out Spark. Retroactive to July 2019. According to Florida Supreme Court notice, Spark abused his privilege in, to practice law. He used his law license to access private rooms provided to attorneys at two jails in order to solicit prostitution and record the encounters for a pornographic film. Dude. Spark, 58. <laughs> wow. You know what, though? I bet this dude made bank. Six inches in front of your face. I mean, it's really harder than you think. I bet he made money just dick. fucking hand over fist. So tiny. <laughs> hand over fist, really. Uh, well, Not yeah. the taste, consistency. Look at all this fresh meat. <laughs> Woo. Michael, Michael, stop it right now. <laughs> He's got- He's just waiting. Where the guy who's the bottom is on the top. Right. The guy who's on the top is on the bottom. Apparently, uh, he'd, been okay. on <laughs> he'd been on probation since 2019 after pleading guilty to charges of bringing contraband into a county detention facilities. He already has finished a concurrent one-year probation for misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution. Wow. So apparently, like, it's a thing for him. She was happy with little Dickie. <laughs> what if he could I know. He's just waiting. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, I had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, I do. He's nice and erect. What you're gonna do is replace the grapefruit from your mouth. You're gonna twist up and down his shaft and suck the head at the same time. All right, that's enough. All right, that's it. Okay.
Michael! What? God damn it! It's been a long time since I've done that. Wow. It's been like a week since you've done that. God. All right. New story. Why are you here? Nell. God damn. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up enough. It did, didn't it? Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Brick killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. God damn it. Yeah, make me naked. Somebody's, somebody's fast forward. Like, when are they going to be done? Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. Uh, from the Edinburgh Evening News. News. It's pronounced Edinburgh. Nope. News. Yeah, they got you can mall trust since 1873. Check out their antique malls. Up and coming. Edinburgh woman bit off man's tongue and street brawl before Seagull swooped down and ate it. Ouch. I didn't catch any of that. I know you didn't. <laughs> Edinburgh woman bit off man's tongue in street brawl before Seagull swooped down and ate it. Oh, shit. James McKenzie uh, spat out a piece of his tongue under the street <laughs> at the Bethany Lion, 27, had ripped it off with her teeth during an incident in Edinburgh. Boy, what kind of incident leads to that? The goal then flew down and grabbed the muscle, making off with <laughs> the injured man could retreat. <laughs> <laughs> I will love grab, muscle. grab the muscles the name of my memoir <laughs> uh, Edinburgh Sheriff Court was told about the <laughs> Sheriff Court Sheriff Court uh, was told about the grisly incident uh, which left the victim maimed for life well he didn't have well, uh, yeah. when uh, they have transplants yeah, they? he went off a cadaver uh, uh, when uh, Ryan appeared <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I mean, the tongue would be permanently numb, but uh, uh, when Ryan uh, appeared in the dock to plead guilty to the, uh, said McKenzie continued to be aggressive towards Ryan and he approached her again with a clenched fist. Uh, Miss Dixon said, Miss Ryan somewhat oddly responded to that by pushing him on the body and kissing him. She kissed him on the lips and during the course of that, she bit through his tongue, oh. which caused a piece of his tongue to be removed. God. Miss Mc Mr. McKenzie walked off and sped a part of his tongue out, at which point the piece of muzzle was picked up by a large seagull, who was apparently just waiting it's actually around. actually a flock of seagulls. <laughs> God, I wish I, knew, I wish I could name a flock of seagulls song right now. Uh, you turned you can't me do it. right round, baby. No, right that's not the... Uh, shit. The fiscal told the court the chunk of tongue bitten off was approximately two centimeters by three centimeters in size. Not so, insignificant. So not insignificant. I mean, it's not his whole tongue, but still. Yeah, it's, that's a, it's a bigger piece than I Tyson ran, took out of Holyfield's ear. I ran so far <laughs> oh, away. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Flock of Seagulls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan yeah, was like, I can run so far away from this story. Yeah. I prefer to Iraq. <laughs> so. Anyway, it's yeah. Country joke. Um, I can run so far away from it. Uh, she pled no, guilty. No. Uh, Backupnoise.gif. Where's that at? Let me find it. What'd you say? I could run. No. Stop. Run nope. So far. Nope. Get out of this spot. Good Lord. Inconceivable. What do we got? You got another one, Matt? 
No, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think that's Boom! That's right. Boom! You've got a thousand. Boom! <laughs> Michael, what nine stories do you have? Uh, product update. Taco <clears throat> Bell has found a side door entry to the chicken sandwich wars. That's <laughs> not a thing. Chicken sandwich? sandwich. Chick-fil-A. It's the best... It's the best fast food chicken sandwich. So it makes Chick-fil-A look like taking a bite yeah. out of a hobo's yeah, ass. Yeah, Popeye's chicken sandwich, and there's also Wendy's is coming up with a jalapeno popper chicken sandwich. Hmm, I'd eat it. Um, so Their chicken up sandwich is pretty good. Their spice is pretty good. Crispy Wendy's, yeah, chicken sandwich taco. In I'd the, eat it. It looks like a, it looks like a, just a large bun. <laughs> like almost <laughs> like a... I mean, I get not fully cooked chalupa bun, if you will. Chalupa wrap. But so it's, it's a chalupa wrap they don't throw in the press, basically. Yeah, what it kind of looks like. But it's got a, okay. a chicken strip so in there. A, and a bun. <laughs> some jalapenos in there. I'd eat the crap out of that. I'd eat the shit out of that. When's yeah. that going to be there? Yeah, say so when's that going to come to Mooresville so I can um, get it for lunch tomorrow? Um, let me see here. I'm going to call Mooresville tomorrow and see if they got I one. I have no idea. Yeah, you got the those, world. You the got world that spicy chicken. You got those fat ass chicken them, tacos. Uh, yeah. I made that Diablo on the. Put some you fat ass moron! I don't know when it comes That's going to become a staple on my board, by the way, just FYI, just so you're prepared. Um, I, f- I fucking love that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know when it comes out. To theaters near you. All right, I've meant to do this during Valentine's Day, and I <laughs> saved it. No, well, you're two weeks too late. <laughs> yeah, missed a little bit late, but this is my, this is my favorite one. I meant to do it. Uh, wife gifts husband photos, uh, like prints of all the models he. Photos liked. of prints. F- photo like printed photos, yeah. not just screenshots. You know, wife gifts husband photos of all the models, all the models he liked on Instagram. Oops. What? All the photos he liked on Instagram, oh. all those models, she had them printed out. Holy and that's, shit. That was his gift. To, Oof. To it's pretty impressive. Um, boy, that that's a... That's a... <laughs> boy, that's a... In the article, it says, the queen of petty. No, this isn't fucking petty. Like, dude, quit trolling for tail <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. Good God. Um, yeah, so it's like a... She's printed out a bunch of photos. It's pretty, oh my god! Some of these pictures. Good god. Um, <laughs> Michael's pretty savage. Michael's got his phone out. He's following everybody. Follow, follow. He's got 100 follow. new follows tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's the story. Boy, that's uh, pretty great. I, I bet honestly. that was an interesting evening. Yeah. No, I bet I bet it wasn't. I bet uh, man. I bet, I bet somebody slept on the couch that yeah. night. Um, yeah, they had some killer wake-up sex later. That's possible, too. Probably took three or four days when they got around to it. This yeah. article I had is just all of a sudden fucking blocked out. Why is it fucking blocked out? <laughs> oh, it's, it's an exclusive Pop Mech store, pro story. What the fuck is <laughs> It's God's way of telling you not to read that story. Next one. What? It was about... They brought a fucking ferret back to life. A dead one that's been... <laughs> Dead for thirty three years. I saw that. What? Yes. Yeah. It was like a. a, a Wait, did you say it was, was the first time that um they cloned is... an endangered species? Where was this? Ferret. Um, Wait. Ferrets aren't endangered species. Yeah. This was a specific 
strand of spare of ferrets. <laughs> strand of ferrets. It's not a virus, Michael. Yeah. It was a, a branch of the old <laughs> the old tree of the ferret tree. Jesus Christ. Family ferrets. ferrets. Yeah, so they brought this ferret back to life. <laughs> I don't think that's what a group of ferrets is called. So I, I'd love to tell you more of the story, but they fucking graded out. I watched so I can't a, fucking read okay, well, it. I watched posting a show. That that's fine. Fuck you. Like I watched a <laughs> popular mechanics, my ass. I watched a, a show about a while back on Travel Channel, I think. On ferret sex? No, they were in Korea. Where South Korea, where they are actually like trying to figure out how to clone a woolly mammoth and bring it back. Let's, let's not. Yeah, they have it. like live because of all the perma, no because of all the permafrost yeah. like for melting. Yeah, like they're finding like preserved mammoth with like preserved meat that they can extract DNA from. Let's do it. Half mammoth, half like Fido. They said at this point they can clone some sequences but of the dna but they don't essentially essentially they have anybody well, seen that, that essentially movie? they don't have the technology at this point to do it like they have the theory of it and how they can do it but they don't have all the technology at this point to be able to accomplish it mm-hmm. <clears throat> pretty right. fascinating shit though so we talked about the snakes just get an elephant to fuck a yak that's basically <laughs> a mammoth right a yak have you seen a yak yeah, I mean, they're covered yeah. in hair like yeah. a fucking woolly mammoth tiny. No, they're not. You get the elephant to fuck the yak. (laughs) No, no. You see, it's got to be your yak. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Can we get a? That's pretty good. Thank you. Is there a way to get like a a mammoth the size of like a Gwen? (laughs) I don't think that would qualify as a mammoth, Michael. She weighs twenty pounds. Uh, A mini myth. Mini myth. Anyone? I'm done with you. I think I'm just done. I think I'm just done with you. Can we just read your story so we can... Wouldn't you like a a purse mammoth? One that fits inside your purse? A A purse mammoth. Like a lap mammoth? Just imagine. Like a lap mammoth. Paris Hilton. Whatever the the 23rd century... Yeah, a lap mammoth. ...is version of uh, Paris Hilton with a fucking mammoth. A purse mammoth. A lap mammoth. But it fits inside of a purse. That would be a lap mammoth. Yes. A lap mammoth? Michael, if you're a term lap dog, what do you think that means? Lap, that's just the dog that sits in your lap, but man. It's a dog the size that fit. I can't believe I have to explain lap dog to you, Michael. What's it mean, bro? Pygmy mammoth. There you what, go, Travis. What even are we, man? Purse mammoth. That's where. <laughs> Grace, I'm so to sorry. My, to my, um, whenever in the year, in the 20, 23rd, whenever, 23rd century when this is created. Duck Dynasty in the 23rd and half, 23rd I half want century. the copyright of Purse Mammoth <laughs> to be given to my great-grandchildren. Michael, they should, 23rd century is like 300 years from now. The, co- the copyright of Purse Mammoth. I, I declare, that I declare copyright via podcast <laughs> in 2021, the year of our Lord. Purse Mammoth. The Basinger dynasty gets all the royalties. Purse Mammoth is going to be our fucking Mammoth. hashtag. I'm going to be so fucking angry when that happens. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> There's no such thing as a purse dog. 
No, I know exactly Have what you mean. Have you met? No, Paris. I know what you mean. It's not a, called a purse it dog. Was, it's it's called a lap dog. dog. It was called like a purse dog back when Paris Hilton was doing it. No, when she had a dog Early in purse, 2000s man. or whatever. Yeah, because she used to carry it around her you purse. You gotta get in like, like the, it's hot. the social. Yeah, she was like, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot, man. Yeah, she was not. Can we move on? Uh, Rude. <laughs> Incorrigible. I'm glad I'm alone on this podcast now. Brad's <laughs> high all the time, and Michael's just Michael, and I'm just on my own now. Like, <laughs> all right. Uh, Should I do another one, or we got time? Can we that? not? <laughs> I want to go to bed, man. One more. This one's about Matt. <laughs> oh, fucking goddamn it, man! Survey finds that over half of dog owners kiss their pooches more than their partners. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do kiss my dog a lot. Ugh. Not on the lips. Oh, her up. Good God! But Creep. she's giving tongue. You know that, Mike. Right? Am I right? I'm right. Right? I kiss her on the top of her head. I don't, <laughs> Michael. You let your dog lick your face. Yeah. Wait. She's licked my face. Before. I was trying to say Brad lets her lick her lick his face, and it's not even his dog. <laughs> <laughs> sorry how do i know you sorry this doesn't appease i don't the know dog how killer. <laughs> i start to say there's one one third of us at this table is murdered a dog on dogs really means a lot. yeah it really does <laughs> god bless the broken road that led me straight to this podcast <laughs> is that it is that yeah. is that all you're reading that's, that? it. that's the story i'm really glad we're posting a one-line story i'm not can, posting that we do another one no about karen no Nope. Move on. Dunkin' Donuts, Gary? Michael. Does any part of this like <laughs> entice you? Michael, nothing you say entices me. You're going to fucking read it? Just if read I, it. If I say it sexually? Just read it. No, don't, because that's creepy as shit. Just read the goddamn stories so we can move on. <laughs> Do it. Michael? Michael? What? Just read the story normal. <laughs> I didn't even hear a word. I didn't either. Dunkin' Donuts, Karen, baffles employee when she orders 50 munchkins. She, she, she ordered a dozen of munchkins. Was her name Snow White? And she, she wanted a dozen munchkins and was upset when she didn't receive 50. <laughs> Wait, what? She thought that's what a dozen was. She thought <laughs> a dozen meant fifty. She had no fucking clue. A dozen just let's, like is a, is let's like keep a underfunding our public schools, though. You got us, moron. Karen had a very, very colorful fanny pack on her waist. A mask extra, situated, extra large. a mask situated <laughs> uselessly around her chin. Uh, making a demand of the Duncan employee. More. I need more. She needs... Oh, is there video? I need more. That's what a dozen is. Not 12. Wow. Holy shit. Yep. 
How can you be that stupid? God. Butt burglar. <laughs> Butthole. Dumbass. Butt munch. Dumbass. Butthole. What it does Ass mean, munch. No. Butt well. dumpling. Dumbass. <laughs> Butt munch. Butt munch. <laughs> Bunghole. 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 So now, is that, is that you? Dumbass. I can even remember if it was me. So now, uh, 50 is now known as the Karen Dozen. <laughs> Karen's Dozen. How do you think 50 is a dozen? Dude. How? In, That's not Even the dumbest person has no. to know that a dozen is 12. I bet you don't. Uh, you just... You yeah. know it's not 50. I don't know, man. There's some dumb fucking people. Look around. There's 71 million dumb fucking I'm people. I'm surprised this person is... Like, God. can't you just Google dozen? I mean, like, if I'm the if I'm the employee, I'm like, I'm going to Google dozen. You're not, you're not thinking of that shit in that moment, though. You're like, living that in moment, Karen's world. Man. In that moment, you're just completely dumbfounded and pissed off. Like, you're not thinking clearly. Yeah, that's 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 fucking nuts, man. All right, we're ready to the worst. <laughs> All right, I had three fingers of whiskey. It's time to go into the interview. <laughs> Yep, we're gonna do it. You ready? You guys yeah. ready? Yeah. Need to stretch a little bit before we go. No, no, I'm good. <clears throat> Grace Baldridge is a singer-songwriter under the name uh, Similar. She recently became the first openly queer artist uh, to top the Christian charts. Grace has previously hosted a couple of shows on the TYT, the Young Turks uh, network. Um, she also hosted State of Grace on Refinery29. It's a series that explores the intersection of human rights, sexuality, and faith. Uh, she currently co-hosts an amazing podcast uh, with her wife, Lizzie, called Under Our Roof. Um, she's here to talk about her latest EP, Preacher's Kid. Links will be in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Download that yep. shit. Download it. Listen to it on Spotify. One bazillion times. <laughs> check it out. Yep. Uh, without further ado, here is our conversation with Grace Baldridge of Similar. Further up and further 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 in. Yeah. Yeah. And we're live. <laughs> yes. Sorry. The, the intense intensity. See, I told you it'd take yes. you about two minutes to realize we're not yeah. a professional. Yeah, it was not, right not, at two minutes. Yeah. I can pause just then. I was like, what is about what to is happen? Well, we were just waiting <laughs> waiting for the for yeah, the you're, you were as let down as everyone else. To the then. stream yard to talk to the other thing. <laughs> All right. Grace Baldridge. I want to call well, you Grace Similar Baldridge. Yeah, is your well, middle name similar? Is that the Yeah, my middle name is similar. So Grace is like my like my friends call me Grace and then when I go on stage and I'm making music, I go by similar. Um but it's like it's like a stage name basically. Yeah, I have right. a stage yeah. name and I have a real name. Um, but they're all part of my actual real name, which is doubly confusing because it is my middle name. <laughs> so you need that. you need to do a techno project with with uh Baldridge. It just yeah. that, that'll be the it's the, the, part the of my name. Side band. I'm not using it. You're right. You're, yes. you're spot on. It needs to be a thing. Um, yeah. So just does Daft Punk covers or a quirky yeah. indie comedy on like 
FX. Bald, yeah, that's what it sounds Bald like. Baldridge. Yeah. Yeah. Baldridge. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, the, it's a sitcom with just gay moms. Like, that's it. <laughs> does, that's three, does three seasons, <laughs> kills it for three seasons, then it just disappears. Yeah. I, yeah. I would yeah. totally watch that. Yeah. I would well, be the hell out of that. Michael would watch anything. Yes. So, yeah. um, so <laughs> I, I, I want to ask a question. So uh, I've heard that you're from Belgium, and I've also heard that you're from Kentucky. Two very different uh, places. Those are yeah. the, no, she's from Belgium, Kentucky. Do you know? Oh, there? yeah. I've been to a lot of places in town. Kentucky. It is a very small town. Yeah. Really small. It's almost like it doesn't exist. You wouldn't be able to find it. Yeah. It's so tiny. <laughs> so did you? Were you, where? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Belgium. I was born in South Carolina. Both my parents are American, but my dad was like in the Navy. He was also an associate rector, which means that he was like kind of going from church to church to find his like main church, which ended up being in uh, Waterloo, Belgium. He was the head rector of a church called All Saints Episcopal. I mean, it's Anglican in Europe, but it's the yeah, same thing. Right. And then they moved from Belgium to Kentucky after I'd already moved to the U.S. for university. So oh. they live in Kentucky now. So if I go to see my parents, I'd go to Kentucky. But I only lived in Kentucky for a year um, when I had to move home because I had a mental breakdown in college, not to brag, but um, <laughs> I, only nice. there. I only lived there for one year, but that is where they live. That's where they call home. So I love Kentucky very much, but I like Belgium is where all I met all my friends. My formative years were all in Belgium. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we live in Indiana, just, just North of Kentucky. And are you all in the same room? We yeah. are all yeah. in the same They're room. They're in my dining yeah. room. Yeah. So Wait, really? For real? yeah, I yeah, know it's real. completely weird. Isn't so, it? uh, Cause I was like looking at the wall behind Matt and I was like, it's the same color behind Brad. Yeah. Like, the other, but then okay. Michael's in something completely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're brothers, so we share paint colors too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I just piece this together that you're. <laughs> no, it, it's it's fine. It, That's well, okay. We interviewed Rob Bell, and he didn't realize that we couldn't see him until five minutes. We until we were almost done. <laughs> yeah, didn't have his no. didn't have his camera. Well, on. He, yeah. he gave us a tour of the room he was in with yeah. his camera off. Oh, dude, he was like, "I'm never embarrassed. I am so embarrassed." <laughs> oh, <that's great>. um, <laughs> okay, so seven months ago, you published an episode of your docu series, State of Grace, which I've. Of course, I have binged them all and love them all. Um, And uh, the docuseries, State of Grace, uh, you had an episode called The Dark Realities of Christian Music Industry. That was not Uh, my title, but yes, that's what they ended up calling it. That that is what they called it. Um, And and less than a year later, you were sitting at number one on the Christian music charts as the first openly queer artist to take that spot. Yeah, it's fucking uh, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how that happened. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that journey. Um, so, I, you know, I'd been doing the docuseries State of Grace, which was about like the intersection of faith and American life. And one of the episodes, we would shoot them in like bundles. We'd do like four at a time. Um, and one of the episodes that we pitched was about the Christian music industry because, you know, growing up in a Christian household with like Christian media. Sorry, that's very rude. Um, oh, you're fine. It's all good. And uh, I, I, I just always wondered like what the state of Christian music was because it was so formative in my life. Mm-hmm. Like same, they were same. my celebrity. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure y'all like totally understand. Like it's just, yeah. and it's hard to explain to people that didn't know these figures that yeah, were just icons to us. And so yeah. I thought it would be interesting, especially now as like a queer Christian who's married, like moved on in my life. I still had these questions about this industry. And especially now, hosting a series where I was exploring my faith as it intersected with other sort of social issues that I cared about. 
I thought of Christian music and then the the like execs at the time were like, I don't know, is there much of a story there? Like we don't really know that much about it. <laughs> oh, little do you like, know. I, but I was like it's one of our better episodes. Like people really responded to it and I was like, trust me, if you like there are so many people that know what I'm talking about. I totally understand <laughs> yeah. that it seems like this weird thing for people if you didn't grow up in it, yep. but if you grew up in it, you fucking lived in that shit. Yep. And so yep. I really want to check in with what was going on with the industry because it the music has just changed so dramatically like we yeah. probably grew up with like i was thinking today in the shower about like early newsboys records do you remember that song yeah. Liberty, liberty disco yeah. or something yeah. like that yeah you never hear that on christian radio today and instead you have this like really bland sort of uh it's so homogenized you can recognize it yep. yeah oh within three seconds Exactly. It's either so, I, I always say it's either a Christian station or a country station. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> Within and like so, five seconds, yeah. It's just totally inoffensive and unexamined. Like you're not speaking to anything specific that someone could relate to. So I wanted to like check back in, and then um, while we were there, you know, we interviewed an artist who had come out as a feminist with her sister and talking about how purity culture affected her and impacted yeah. her. And then we also talked to an artist that like went through a divorce and how that impacted like mm -hmm. his band in the Christian music industry and just the standards that people were held to. An incredible yep. songwriter, one of the best vocalists I've ever heard, who is used behind the scenes to write Christian music, but would never, they'd never allow him to be in front of the mic, even though like truly this person has like an anointed voice. Yes. And so just unpacking all of that. And we filmed that episode and I started thinking about it. And then I come back home and a few weeks later, quarantine started. And so now I'm just like alone with my thoughts <laughs> around the house. I'm really just sitting with this episode that we just filmed. And I, you know, I think a lot of us during quarantine, we went back into the comfort of nostalgia. So I was, I was listening to like Reliant K and Switchwood, like all these mm -hmm. bands, Hawk Nelson yeah. that like raised me, just unpacking like the comfort that I used to find in these, in this music that would not have been accepting of me at the time, you know, yeah. as, as like a teenage queer kid. Yeah. And then I just started like writing to it and posting little snippets of ideas. Like I posted the song Youth Group on TikTok, just like the first half of it as a joke. And people were really resonating with it. And they were like, yeah. oh my gosh, they're sharing it around. And I had been told on no uncertain terms that no one would give a shit, that like that I was alone, that this was a unique situation to me, that we're isolated, yeah. that there's no community mm -hmm. here. And I was seeing in real time through the internet that that was a fucking lie and that yeah, there are yeah. people do relate and that we all went through something kind of similar even if you're not gay you had something weird go down in youth group or a mission trip and like yeah. it's a yeah. that. and that so then like i just started writing about that and then preachers kid started like it just started like coming out of me and i i mean i've been writing honestly ever since like i know preachers kid came out two weeks ago or something like that and i feel now i'm like oh no i gotta i have to like finish doing press so that i can start <laughs> recording again <laughs> um so uh so my understanding is that you created the album um on on that microphone the blue yeti good. microphone in a macbook which is the exact same setup that we started with Mm -hmm. In this in this room, we and yet a, we managed we to not put out anything yeah. nearly yeah. as creative. Yeah, yours is, yours is way better. better. <laughs> the quality is way better. You did miracle. We didn't hit number one um, in Christian yeah, charts. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yet. 
yet. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> what did we get up to like seventy at one point? That was about it. Uh, on that, on the yeah, on the Christian so, chart, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, for hey, real, that was huge. Yeah, yeah for, we were, for a little bit. When we we first were on started. the uh, new and noteworthy. new and noteworthy for like a solid year. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when we weren't new or noteworthy. Um, so. Uh, so we so, may we may have been new. Did you did you mix your own album? Did you produce it, or did you have yeah, someone else do that? Unfortunately, it's all me. Unfortunately, oh, that's awesome. You know, I love no, it. that's incredible. No, and I'll tell really you, what, I was I was listening to it again on the way home from work today, and I was trying to like like trying to describe the sound of this album. It the only way I could think of it, how it made me feel when I listen when I listen to it, is if you're walking down a street with like a lot of bars and music, like say Nashville or you know Memphis or somewhere like that, and you hear all this music. It, it would be the album that would catch you and you yeah. go, Oh, I need 50 cent well drinks at this bar and go in and you drink like you end up, you end up sitting there drinking like six beers because this music has just, yeah. has pulled you in like that. Yeah. That's what the album, it, it reminds me of like a, it sounds like something should be played in a, in like just a dank smoky bar with just you and your guitar and you can't see anybody and that that's what it reminds me of yeah that's yeah. the only way i could describe how that album like sounds getting drunk but in a god honoring way you know <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. we've done yeah. that a few times yeah, we've done that podcast. yeah we've, oh, we've honored somebody the, the night michael was on like percocets and then decided to drink on top of that I, I, they were legal percocets we just said to clear that up i had been to the dentist <laughs> i had had a procedure that day <laughs> it was real. There was I an promise. Advil and caffeine episode too, wasn't there? I don't know. Uh, there was We've, one where I, I did. You were uh, high as I shit. I did Dayquil and uh, Excedrin migraine, and I didn't realize they both had a f- uh, what's the oh, main, you're the, gone. the same you're main gone. ingredient. <laughs> oh, I was uh, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this album is beyond vulnerable. Um, I listened to you talk to Derek Webb the other night, um, and he was just talking about how it took him 12 years to get to as vulnerable as you are Mm -hmm. uh, in this album. Um, And you have a lot of, you have a a very large group of people that I've seen that have been so supportive of your work. uh, And and I'm sure there are assholes too. Um, Do you have a lot of people from your past sliding into your DMs? And, and and commenting about it either metaphorically or literally you don't have to tell us what the dms say <laughs> i'm just curious like it's it's interesting that's a really that's a really interesting question because the sh- yes yes there have been people who have slid in i haven't responded like, there's i haven't responded to a few like there are a few people that have slid in that i'm just like uh, what what do we accomplish by doing this? Like, right. yeah. we, I just want you to be better. It's yeah. fine. You know, like I'm fine. I'm not literally sitting in every song every day of my life. Like I express yeah. it. Part of the catharsis is putting it out there. I don't want to stew right, yeah, and yeah. get to know you again. Like it's been like over 15 <laughs> years. Like yeah. it's good. Um, but so there's been that, but I think this, the kind of the stranger thing has been actually the silence from some people. I think that's been like kind of weird where it's like, it's, you, you, you know how it is on social media, how you can see people that look at your stories and whatever. And I'm sure that they're not, I mean, maybe they'll listen to this. I don't know how like exhaustive their research on my life is, but it's certain (laughs) people that like, I know, you know, (laughs) I know. And I know, not only do I know, you know, I know that you're like keeping up with the news of my life. You're monitoring this shit. Yes. It's that. And then, and then you're not gonna like comment, like, 
Uh, yeah. It's a little strange. Um, and I'm sort of at the place in my life right now where I I just want to deal with things. I really am not. I'm really not an angry person at all. Yeah. I, I hope that that didn't come across in the record. No, 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 no absolutely no, not. Yeah, like no. I'm not mad about anything. I'm genuinely I'm just expressing sort of hurt that I, I think I'd never allowed myself to process for a while. But I'm not mad. Um but I, I just kind of wonder, like, are do you have any? <laughs> like, you think? Is there something you want to say to me? Yeah, because I kind of like published my diary in a strange way. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but then I also have to recognize that I probably would feel the same way as I have to the people that have come out of the woodwork. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm not really sure that I would want to re-engage because I've moved on in my life, but. I mean, I want the option. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. That's that probably sounds very petty, but it's just to answer your question. It's been like a mix of of both. Yeah. Um. So, I'm uh, one of my favorite things to do is uh, quote yourself, quote things back to the, the artist. Because so, <laughs> nothing an artist loves but, more but, than because that. that's a thing. Yeah. Um. But but I'm gonna do that. So so it's you like have, holding a painting yes. up in front of yeah. like. Hey, look at this picture you <laughs> look made. at this painting that you drew. Yeah. Isn't this great? Yeah. yeah this is great. <laughs> But for context for the listener, um, you have a lyric that says, my dad never cursed in his life. I asked uh, if he smoked. He said twice. By that standard, I'm a goddamn failure. I passed blunts the day I married my wife. It seems like you are pretty cool with your parents. Yeah. Um, how, how are your parents processing all of this? Not just the, the, the fact that, uh, that you are queer, but in the words of uh, the Christian pop punk band, Hawk Nelson, which you mentioned <laughs> earlier, uh, you packed up and moved to California. Um, yes. How is that process for them? Um, I am very cool with my parents, and I like to clarify that my parents are not the problem. <laughs> um, they're actually like really the best parts of growing up in the church were sure. them. They couldn't spare me from larger church culture, and I think yeah. also they didn't know. Like you just don't know what you don't know, and they didn't know yeah. that I was queer. And I think when a kid is determined to keep a secret like that far be it from them from like prying too much. My parents are very good, sweet and kind people who ultimately were very accepting of me when I came out. That being said, um, that being said <laughs> yes, Preacher's Kid has opened up a lot of conversations for us. You know, a yeah. lot of things that I wasn't willing to share with them at the time that now I feel comfortable to share. I was just on FaceTime with my mom this morning, just, really just talking about we, we just it's kind of opened up a can of worms but i mean that in a good way yeah, yeah like things sure. that i was just ashamed of shame that i had kind of convinced myself because of outside messaging they also felt and mm. so i didn't want to engage I, I it's almost like i i i stopped trusting my parents you know you're you you grow up and you're like my parents love me my parents love me and then you start hearing messages at outside church events mm -hmm. that call that into question and then i'd be like okay but i don't but then but they won't love me if i'm this way like yeah. so i can't i don't want to ruffle those feathers i don't want to lose my parents love which is a pretty sad thing for a kid to feel like they could do right. yeah so it's really opened up a lot of healthy conversations of things that were like good that happened in my childhood that i really am thankful for that i had them that example from them and also things that like I wish they would have done questions I wish they would have asked communities that they didn't need to send me to like ret retreats and things like that I think it's important 
um, if you are a parent listening to preacher's kid, not to freak out like, oh no, like my kid's going to go through pain. Your kid's going to go through pain. That's the human experience. Yeah. But rather take it as an invitation to ask questions of who you're trusting your kid with, <laughs> you know, like that's right, really, yeah. don't assume that they are going to be as cool and loving as you are to your kid. Like that's your responsibility as a parent to make sure that you're putting your kid in safe environments where they're never going to doubt your love for them ultimately. So it's, it's, they're very supportive. They're very excited, a little bit confused. They really didn't know that I made music to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a neat hobby you have. Oh, for sure. Like I know that my mom has heard it now, but there was a while when she like hadn't heard preacher's kid. And I was like, mom, I'm, I'm number one. I like kind of, I like kind of did a thing. It's pretty cool. (laughs) You should probably check this out. Wow. And so other people are listening. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) they are. I've made a whole $7 on Spotify, mom. You don't have any idea. That didn't sound like a lot, but (laughs) that's that's 84 million downloads. Uh, That's some Wu-Tang level (laughs) money right right there. Um, So. Un- underreported uh you moved so so you said once uh that uh you moved to la to become a comedian um and then you also said that that um youth group started out as a joke song it's not a joke song it, that song is fucking legit um <laughs> it so how does that uh where, when did you get into comedy and and how does, does that affect your music at all yeah, I mean, I think it definitely affects um, my comfort level of being on stage and performing. Sure. Mm. So I, di- I did move out to Los Angeles to be a comedian. I thought for a long time I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And I did try the grind for a while. What I found is that I never had that sort of passion and honestly that fear that a lot of my peers who were doing stand-up had that I mean, I lived with a friend of mine for a while who's still a stand-up comedian, and like that is his passion. Like he has fills up journals, yeah. I mean, monthly of jokes, and he's always just working on that craft. And while I enjoyed it enough, I never like felt that passion to get better. Um, and I was never really scared of what if this doesn't work out, which I actually think is an kind of an incredible, but also a very taxing fuel when you're working in a creative mm-hmm. field. Like you need to be like, I need this to work out because this is all I know how to do. And I never really felt that way with stand-up. I also think that the reason why I started doing stand-up was to make fun of myself before I was comfortable with myself. Ah, okay. so I was So I started doing stand-up and I was like presenting as like really feminine and I was just totally a different person. Like I refer mm-hmm. to it as like extreme method acting. I might have been openly gay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's why I'm like not impressed with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, okay, you're cold for a month. Like I pretended to be a straight girl, like a basic straight girl for decades. Like shut the fuck up. Give me my Oscar. Um, Anyway. So I think that like I was doing it when I, I was like always making myself the butt of the joke. And I would, I would talk about being gay, but I would always make just jokes that I, I don't think were very attractive or they weren't punching up. It was just like me beating the shit out of myself on stage. Yeah. And then as soon as I started getting more comfortable, you know, exploring how I wanted to dress, I've always known who I am in my heart. And once I started just being true to myself, I stopped wanting to do that type of art. And I started really like writing 
just the most depressing songs, <laughs> but it was more cathartic to me. It felt, yeah. it felt like more true to myself. And I finally understood the stakes. All of a sudden I was like, I, I have to make this work. I have to make songwriting work for me because this is the only thing I know now. So yeah, I did do stand up, and please don't look up old sets. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any like uh, favorite comedians that that you are really into? I've always, um, yeah, I've always loved Kathleen Madigan, Deborah Giovanni, yeah. Wanda Sykes. Um, oh my gosh, I'm I'm blanking, but she's like one of my favorites. Um, she was the Target Lady. She also voices Anxiety in Big Mouth. Oh my gosh. Oh. Um... Oh, uh, Maria, Bamford, uh, Maria Bamford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, she Bamford, is. Figaro, yeah. Like, yeah. Nice. Okay, I got a question. Yes. So I'm interested in your religious background because you listen to the album. I would have assumed you grew up in like the heart the of Midwest, Texas yeah. or fucking Indiana. Um, like, <laughs> and so to hear you say that you grew up Episcopal in Belgium. Yeah. So like, how did... That doesn't sound particularly. How did, how did this shit get all the way over there? What, what's what like? How what? I, I mean, so I guess I, I guess that's kind of my question. Like, yeah, I, I because it where, when where did the evangelical part crazy shit steep in, or did it, or they? Oh yeah, they find you. Um, I'm trying to pinpoint this exactly. <laughs> they find you. They find the children. Um, I don't know exactly when they came over, but I remember when like Young Life started like descending on our international school campus around I might maybe eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. And they figured out like who the popular kids were on campus. And then they started a breakfast or something that like that they would invite the popular kids to. And so then you see that as an impressionable ninth or 10th grader and you're yeah. like, Oh, I should start going to these breakfasts and you don't realize like, Oh, I should go get indoctrinated. Um, and then you tell your dad and you tell your mom like, Oh, I'm going to these like young life breakfasts or I'm going to this like youth thing or whatever. And you don't, your parents don't know again, like what they didn't know. They're like, mm -hmm. Oh, it's this group breakfast i'm sure yeah, it sounds it's great totally normal and healthy you don't know that you're sending your kid to start their day off with shame at 7 a.m i was gonna say their motto is come for the pancake stay for the shame <laughs> yeah <laughs> why is it pancakes you're not the first for everyone seems to know that it's pancakes do they have some deal with like a pancake manufacturer <laughs> what is it? it it was because pancakes. they're cheap and easy it's that's in why. belgium nobody said waffles yeah well, exactly that's true. yeah i mean and that's just their arrogance you know what i mean like that is their absolute arrogance you're in Belgium and you're making us pancakes. Get the fuck out of here. Um, Go to Germany with that shit. Yeah, so basically, so roundabout way of saying is that like while our, like the church that I grew up in, my dad's church was actually pretty international, similar to the school that I went to. Yeah. There were, it didn't spare us from like missionaries and like mission trips and like the, just the people that started coming over and they were all American. Like I was introduced to evangelism in the way that we all understand from American missionaries that came over to Belgium. And it's framed as like, it was framed as like this cool new way of like being Christian. And, and it was very consistent with all the media messaging that I was receiving that my dad would bring me like a Cornerstone DVD or like a Creation Fest DVD mm -hmm. or all the magazines and all just all the sort of CCM stuff content it fit with that branding. And so I yeah. just sort of assumed that this was like, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like what I want to be part of. And my dad's church was lame because they like wore robes and were nice right. <laughs> like, no way. <laughs> All right. Another, another line in the, in the, 
Are you just going to quote stuff to her all night? Yes, I am. Um, You say, but I am a child of God, just in case you forgot. And you cast me out every single chance that you got. And that's your loss, not mine. I'll be better than fine. You missed your shot to meet the holy divine. The the unholy divine. divine. My bad. I fucked it up. God damn it. All right. Um, (laughs) So you're not really holding uh, punches. You take down mission trips and mega pastors as well. I fucking love it. I'm here for it. it, it, the truth is that the the American church or w- whatever the shit was that you were fed as well um, at the the Young Life uh, situation, um, it, it's missing out on getting to know LGBTQIA people. Um, what would the American church look like if it was truly inclusive? And I know there are pockets. It, it, there are pockets of inclusivity throughout uh, America, but what would it look like? And do you ever foresee uh, that ever happening on a large scale? I don't know if I'll see that in my lifetime in a large scale. Honestly, I think that I'm reminded often about just the miles ahead for this, but, and, and I can't speak to any, like specifically what would this look like. Um, I don't think I'm a visionary in that sense, but the like sort of the the living metaphor that comes to mind is it's just an open table. It's like a it's a potluck, and yeah. people are bringing whatever they can or whatever they can't to the table, and everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome, and everyone's just finding commonalities and joy in each other. I think of that, yeah. you know, I'm sure, I hope um, that you've all been to a gathering before where you've like taken a moment to look around and being like, man, like this is, this is it. Like this mix of people. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like at a wedding of a friend or maybe your own wedding. It's a gathering. I mean, sometimes, honestly, I remember at my mom, at um, my like best friend's mom's funeral, which is a strange way of saying that, but we're all sitting around the table. She's Italian American. We all like descended into New York um, for this funeral and we're like looking around at the table eating pizza and we were just like, Oh, like this is, this is fucking great. Like this is, yeah. that's what, I, that's what I think of. I can't think of like specifically like policies. I, I can't speak to that. That's well, kind of above my pay grade. But what I can say is that like, it, almost like, um, like what's the quote from the Supreme court about pornography? Like I know it when I see it or obscenity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think about the same thing about this union of the unholy divine. Like, you know it when you feel it, you know it when you've been yeah. there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, my great sort of hope is that churches can become spaces like that again of just, of just places to show up for your community and for your loved ones and to take, um, to take like equality and justice and serving others seriously. And, and like that is your core tenant and reserving all judgment, you know, and just finding reasons to celebrate and be there for each other. That's, that's it. Yeah. And I don't know specifically how we get there, but I think that we, we're pretty far afield at this point. <laughs> kind of in that same vein, uh, on State of Grace, you mentioned that a study shows that, that more than 40% of queer people identify as Christian. Uh, and, and that was just staggering to me. Uh, I've had less done to me as a straight white male uh, than the vast majority of my LGBTQIA friends. Um, and and I still don't want to identify as that type of Christian. Mm. Um, what do you make of that statistic? Are, are, are queer, people, queer people just more forgiving? Is it 
<laughs> I, I, I really, I, I don't get it. I would say yes because they're not the ones doing mass shootings. <laughs> They'd have to be pretty damn forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. It is a staggering statistic. It's pretty heartbreaking when you think about it, too. Yeah. I think that, um, I think there are a lot of reasons why it could be. I think perhaps it's that queer people are able to discern um, the actions of other people versus um the divine connection that you have with an all-powerful creator i know for me and i'm only speaking for myself that um when i started living as who god created me to be when i started like finally acknowledging this sense of self that i've had since i was like five um i the peace that surpasses all understanding was finally able to enter into my life because i was for so long i was fighting who God created me to be. I was fighting my nature. And I think that a lot of queer people might experience that same sense of divine peace when they come into themselves. And in so doing, you recognize that it was never God that hurt you, but other people acting mm-hmm. on God's behalf. And that your quarrel is with is with like people and people um, honestly like taking the Lord's name in vain and not with your creator. So I think that perhaps that plays into it somewhat. And I also think that a lot of queer people I know as well, specifically queer Christians, because the same six verses or some combination of others are thrown at you from the time that you're 12 until forever, you kind of have to become a bit of a theologian. You have to get like a low key degree from Bible.com <laughs> and theology. And I think that that creates a, a strong foundation in faith as well, because we have to do our homework. We are not often raised in affirming spaces where you're hearing affirming theology preach right. from the pulpit. I didn't even hear that at my church growing up. Yeah. You know, I, we were accepting of people, but you didn't talk about it. You know, it wasn't yeah. addressed. Um, and so I think that there there are a number of, of reasons and factors that could play into that. But the the what I take away from that statistic as well is that we're sort of reaching a point of reckoning um, where we have been so ignored for so long and just sort of gaslit by people being like, you don't exist. And it's like, but yeah. I think I do. you're like, no, 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 <laughs> like you don't <laughs> exist. And I think that we're, we're starting to see through finding each other on social media, through creating, you know, podcast spaces or through, you know, creating artwork or whatever, just a presence online. We're finding each other and we're stepping into our voices and we're speaking up and saying, you can't say that I don't exist anymore. And yeah. that, that's what I think is going to be interesting in the, the next hundred years <laughs> <laughs> right I mean, do you do you consider i mean do you still consider yourself a christian i don't I, I don't i'm not asking that i want you to understand this isn't a trap no no, no. <laughs> there's nothing i mean because the only reason i ask I, I don't consider myself i don't as a christian anymore i mean we were all three pastors I don't even you were consider all my... three pastors. Yeah, we yeah, were. we tried to church, start youth a pastors. church plant. Didn't go well. We were youth pastors. We, so we youth... tried starting a gay affirming church in uh, the reddest of red states and the reddest of red areas yeah. in that red state. Um, Is there we were... a documentary I can watch about this? Well, no. uh, you could listen to about you, you could listen to about two hundred and seventy episodes of this <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Yeah, we'll <laughs> do as soon as it's we're done. Pretty close. <laughs> um, it's months and months of content. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I'm just always curious, like people that kind of grew up because our listeners, we have some that still identify as Christian, some aren't yeah. sure, some are just flat out atheists now. Like it's it runs some the Wiccans, spectrum. Some witches, too. right? I mean, we got pretty yeah, fucking cool. Yeah, um, so. I'm just always curious 
in pe- with people with stories like yours, do you even consider yourself that anymore? Or, mm-hmm. or how would you even define what a Christian is at this point? How would I define what a Christian is? <clears throat> that I don't even want to do because I think that sometimes we see that as like a form of gatekeeping. I know you didn't mean that with your sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I know yeah, yeah. that like I've been on the receiving end of like, if you're a Christian, if you're this way, yeah. sure. I think right. it's kind of better to just, to, to just, when someone says I am a Christian, I believe in this in God. And like, this is my faith community. I just believe them, you know, because that is not my, that's not my business, you know? Mm-hmm. And as far as I go, I do, I describe myself as a Christian. I am a Christian, but I also like to clarify that I am like a faithfully skeptical Christian. <laughs> yeah. I am filled with questions. I'm filled with doubt. I regularly wonder if I've been programmed, if I'm in a cult, like I think about these things all the time. Um, and yet as I go to sleep, I, I'm I'm praying, you know, and mm-hmm. I and and I, little things that I will be thankful for, and the God that I'm praying to, I call Jesus, you know, and that's mm-hmm. and I and I still questions abound of how I got here, and I think I <laughs> sure. talk about that like on the record, yeah. but I think it's the most honest qualification for me is to say that yeah, I'm I'm a Christian, and I also am a mess, and like I'm like figuring the shit out, and I have a lot of issues with Christianity, specifically like white sure. Western Christianity, mm-hmm. and I don't want to like negate that by a certain title. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I would say. Okay. Um, so to quote yourself again. Um, <laughs> so what else? Did I say? So, sorry. So uh, <laughs> we're just gonna read the entire album yes, to you. Yes, I'm gonna read you, line by you, line. Yeah, line um, by line. You say, "Oh, what a terrible honor it's been to learn that my blessings are things that you called sin." Uh, mm. I'm I'm so happy that you have found your way through a lot of bullshit uh, to find that you truly are a blessing. Um, any words of wisdom to those who are going through a similar journey? Uh, of embracing their identity. The first thing I would say is that you are not alone. I remember feeling a profound sense of loneliness and that no one has understood this type of solitude. No one has ever felt this heartbroken before. Mm. And I think it would have helped me at the time if someone could have said, you are not alone. You're not the only person who has felt this way. And there are people who are out there who are going to love you. And that like, that's, that's coming for you. Cause I would always go to sleep and just wonder like, will I ever be okay? Will I ever be fine? So I think that's the first thing I want to express is that like, you will be okay. You will be fine. You are loved. You are not alone. For me, what was helpful also was kind of building up a foundation of understanding these verses that are going to be thrown at you because it's very confusing. So that was helpful for me. I'm not saying that that's prescriptive for everybody, but I liked um, going over affirming resources and basically for a time proof texting every aspect of my life that people were saying was like sinful, deceitful, satanic, demonic, like all that stuff. I wanted to, I wanted to just really do that work and pour over that literature and find queer affirming theology scholarship that I didn't know was out there from reliable sources that helped me feel like I'm valid, you know, cause it's another form of gaslighting where everything is telling you that like you are just riddled with like this sinful nature and like, you're just so evil and all this stuff <laughs> that's 
inside of you and it's it's a it like the deceit and it's like the devil is like tricky and sneaky and like he'll make you feel whatever you're feeling happy <laughs> like that sneaky trick and i'm like oh no <laughs> like you don't trust yourself and so i think finding resources for me that was huge because then you have this like grounding foundation um i also think finding affirming podcast spaces I think finding like whether it's YouTubers or TikTokers right now right. that are just that have gone through it that are speaking to that because you feel robbed of a sense of community. So yeah. showing up, having other people show up for you, even if you don't know them personally, makes you feel like less alone. And and for me, that's like what I needed. I just needed like companionship along the way. Yeah. So I've really been enjoying your your podcast with Lizzie. Um, it's called Under Our Roof. Could you talk a little bit about the podcast and, and how that started? Because uh, it seems like like I've listened to uh, several of the early ones, and then I didn't have time to go through all of them, but I, I listened to a, a few of the, the newer ones. It seems like you, you're really getting a community uh, mm-hmm. around this podcast. So um, kind of what, what explain your podcast, um, what, what your goal is there. Yeah, I love doing our podcast every week. We record it on like a lav mic. We just like hold it in between each other like that and we <laughs> record it. For us, we've been sort of joking about having a podcast. I knew that I didn't want to do a YouTube channel. I'm not really sure why. I think maybe I'm just a little shy of having to do a, a weekly YouTube thing. It just didn't feel right for me. But a podcast I thought was really interesting. I love how the like sound editing i thought that would be kind of fun to edit conversations and not be worried about what we're looking like and the other reason why we wanted to do it is because it's another form of representation that i think would have been meaningful to our younger selves both Mm -hmm. lizzie and myself which is why i think we many of us do what we do is because you're trying to create a kinder place for your younger self uh showing a different model of how to be and it's like a kind of a form of like a hug and so we want the podcast to feel like you're coming over for dinner at our place and we're just like talking and sharing stories and that it's really light like i love places where you can have like this like heavy theological conversation about religion and you know politics and ideologies and things like that i think there are podcasts that do that incredibly and i love it however we were like let's just have a like we're talking about like i think the latest episode was like how to tell your crush that you like them like things like it's like really simple things because i didn't have aside from ellen and portia which is (laughs) what it is i didn't have any that's all i'm saying um uh, i didn't have any like normal queer role models that were just like living life and figuring it out. And that's totally the stage of life that Lizzie are at right now. We're just, you know, we're young married people just trying to figure it out and we're gay as hell. And that's just like what our life is. And I think that, you know, some people might find it boring, but I kind of like that because it's so ordinary and you never heard that as like a family friendly, ordinary type podcast. So that's what we want to do with the space. Awesome. So how does it feel that seemingly overnight you've become a pastor to a lot of people? <laughs> Wait, um, you, need, you need to announce a trigger warning or something before you say stuff like that. No, <laughs> I that water bottle was full of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wasted right now. Um, you know, my dad said the other day, I think like when preacher's kid came out he he said something he's like i think i see seminary in your future and i was like absolutely fucking not absolutely not um 
I always try and clarify that I am, I'm literally just a songwriter mm-hmm. and, I, and I work in unscripted spaces like docs and stuff like that sometimes, but I have no desire to be anyone's pastor, but I know people that do, and I can point you to those resources, mm-hmm. but I, I really should not be the person that you're like going to as a resource. Like I'm just here to talk about my songs and like my life <laughs> and right. like what I went through. And some of that of course is going is going to be like biblically related, but I have sort of been cautious about interviews that seem to lean heavily into theology because I'm sure. not that. And I think it's a burden yeah. that you put on like a Christian artist. And I think specifically yeah. it's been asked of me as a queer Christian artist that I don't I'm not here for. Like, I'm just not here for yeah. it. And, I, yeah. and while we can talk about the strength that I found in proof texting my life as I was coming out, I don't want to do that every single time I like talk to someone. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, want to right. like, Here's my Bible and here are the clobber verses. Like, no, yeah, I'm right. not going to do that. <laughs> um, okay, so youth group. Really, really love that song. Well, um, we all grew up in youth group. Yes, well, we all, and we and all grew up as youth ministers. Yes, yeah. and we all mm-hmm. had youth so, group lock-ins. I will say that did song. Dude, okay, uh, so yeah. I, I did them almost against my will when I was I abhorred them. The song made me laugh so hard when I heard it because I was like, I fucking hated those when I was a youth pastor. Hated them. Hated them. Never did any of the... It was literally, let's just play dodgeball and eat pizza and... It was never, I never did any, I refused to do any of the like, oh, well, let's, who wants to make a pledge for Jesus at the end of the uh, lock-in <laughs> oh, yeah. When a kid is like sleep deprived. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. That's when you really hit them. That's, that's right. Yeah. When, when their defenses are completely down is where you. The story about um, a youth group lock-in that she went to, and I can't remember the specifics about it, but it was literally they convinced the kids that like a war was starting or what? something. Was, a war was obviously not starting, but that like they're like while you were in the lock-in, like that and stresses you need to, me like, out. Pledge your life to Jesus now. Oh my God, I've got a story like, about that. That's something I was forced to do. Oh, did what? you do that shit? Man? I did. It was sort of God a it, mock man. train wreck thing or something. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, uh, my sponsors made me do it, and so I was like, "Hell house, you need to repent for a that little shit. bit." On my oh my God, Bro. it was fucking awful. Yeah. I was cringing and I was in charge. Wait, you can be our priest then? Can we confess all of our youth oh, ministry sins to you? God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, honestly, that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, man. <laughs> well, they're awful events. They're they not are. fun. No. Like, clearly they're not fun for anyone. It's a, it's kind of cool to hear like the youth minister side of things being like we also hate yeah. that. It was literally <laughs> one of my <laughs> least favorite far. things. Yeah. I, I went to one that was pretty good. We did it at uh uh I was a I was a student and we did it at Great Times, which is like Chuck E. Cheese for like teenagers. Yeah, it had the like go karts and it was really, that was pretty fun. And the hepatitis That's the in one. the bathroom. That's about the only that one. Too, that like was a like Chuck E. Cheese pizza yeah. and, and go karts. I'm there. Pizza and hepatitis. Yeah. Coronavirus on the steering wheels. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. So that song is fantastic. And actually, it was funny because I started out laughing at it, and then the the line where you said uh, where you talk about. This is for all the kids at the youth group block, and essentially that sort of found their sexual awakening. Like it, it almost it almost brought tears to my eyes because I was thinking of of like a kid listening to that. That mm. that for that them that line just was like, holy shit! Like it was somebody was speaking to them. Like 
like directly to them addressing them as they are is what it felt like and it was like almost so i went from like oh my god this is hilarious to like almost oh, immediately shit. like this is real uh, holy shit so yeah that one that one's actually my favorite track on the entire the entire album it's fantastic that's so funny i because it did start as like a TikTok joke song, and I was just sort of like just wanting to sort of toss my hat into the ring of other people that were talking about unpacking religious trauma on TikTok. I was like, oh, I've got a, I've got a story. <laughs> and then um, when people really felt like they really received it well, I was like, oh, I should finish it. And I didn't really know exactly like where the rest of the song went because it's just a minute long on TikTok. And then as I kept writing it, I played it for my wife, and she was like. It's really sad like that's really beautiful but like it's, it's yeah. kind of a sad ending and i was like yeah but that's i mean that's that is you that's like that's youth group though yeah like mm -hmm. you i'm hopeful and i hope that that comes across in the record like you have this hope but you also can't deny that like you went from hearing jesus loves me this i know to jesus actually doesn't love you and here's how we know why <laughs> you know yeah. and, that, and that is really confusing and so i think speaking to like the humor of those memories because they are so funny and awkward oh my gosh the photos that i've dug up through doing this project are <laughs> but it's also a little you also sort of mourn for this sort of like loss of innocence and the normal things that a teenager goes through that you can't help like just I think of like girls bodies changing and then right. that becomes yeah. like tied to their worth and like tied to a, a, a degree of, of like divine shame. It's awful. And it's something that you wrestle with the rest of your life. Um, so I, I, have, I have something. Yeah, go ahead. So I remember somebody posted a couple weeks ago when when your album hit number one on the Christian charts. And I remember my first thought was, well, first thought was I need to download this because clearly there's something, <laughs> something's going on here. But also I was, my, my first thought was like, who the fuck is listening to this to make it number one on the Christian charts? Like a queer artist, mm -hmm. an openly queer artist. And I know who listens to Christian music. Like I know who the types of people, <laughs> I know the type of people that listen to CCM and Christian music that would make it number like, who who's doing this? Like I, it was it was really baffling to me. I mean, like all of our listeners. Yeah, all of yeah, our. Yeah, I mean, it has. I've listened to it twenty. I've listened to it like twenty yeah. times myself. Yeah. So like I just I continuously just have listened to it since it came out. Um, and there's not really a question there. It was just like, just like it was just a. Th I couldn't figure out how it jumped to that. Like I said, I mean, it's not. I mean, like Chris Tomlin's is not has number one shit on you know the Christian yeah. charts like. This well, is clearly not Chris Tomlin shit. Like, what? And I know, and I know, and I know. So that's a, that's a compliment. So boy, did you miss the mark <laughs> on this a, album? That's a compliment. Hey, Chris Tomlin makes gold. He shits out gold. So. Yeah, but the well. but the same people who are listening to Chris Tomlin. Are they listening to your album? Or I mean. I don't know. Well, I just I think, it, it, I think that what I've learned a few things. I think that there are some hate listeners, depending on like when a new I like, conservative mm. review comes out. There is some of that, which I hope that they know still counts as a listen. But okay, <laughs> um, I anyway. hope they don't know and they keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that um, there is such like think think about how we were all told. I'm sure you all heard it as well that like you were alone, that no one else was having yeah. this problem of not fitting in and fitting the mold, and that you were just sort of embarrassed and you didn't want to talk about it. And for many of us, I know I 
really shunned Christian life and like my Christian upbringing. I was like embarrassed about it. The fact that I didn't know normal bands because I didn't have access to them. You know, yep. I was embarrassed. It's not a cool thing. And what we found, I think through social media is we, there's so many of us. That's who's listening. Yeah. We just didn't have a record and I'm not saying that, I mean, I don't think that Creatures Good is a perfect project. There's a lot more that I want to do. And sure. I was obviously very limited in what I could you know, create. But like, we've never just had a project before that we could rally behind. So now it's an invitation to all the possibilities. There, This yeah. kid sent me this like punk project that they wrote about a really a similar like Christian upbringing. They sent it to me being like, hey, what do you, what do you think about this? I was blown away. And I was like, if you feel comfortable to put a Christian label on it, you should because people will listen. And if that's yeah. the story that you're telling, you shouldn't feel limited by a genre just because they're gonna gatekeep the your faith. That's so fucked up that we allow right, yeah. the entire genre yeah. to do that. Yep. And so I think that's what, who's listening are people that hate Christian music, but love God, you know, or that are yeah. curious about God or had a relationship with God and, and are interested in this culture that has sort of spat them out. They're people sort of coming back wondering like maybe there's more to this conversation because we never got closure. That's the other thing. You yeah. never get closure. And so yeah. I think that projects like this, and I'm hopeful to see more are sort of offering that, you know, you're offering that closure. If I'm like the last Christian concert or whatever that someone goes to before they're like, all right, that's it. I'm good. I will be very happy to hold that position <laughs> of just like being able to be true about this thing that you go through that is so hard to explain to other people. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, so that's what I think it is. The, the listenership is very, is very, very interesting, and I'm very grateful to TikTok because I think there are a lot of people who are like, I hate Christian music, but I'm happy to help you. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure that played a huge role in it. I mean, you already had sort of an online presence with that, and so you release a project, and like, oh, I've heard some of this before. Let's see what what else is on there. So yeah, oh, for yeah, sure, that's great. All right, I want to ask some some goofy questions, and I want to do a lightning round. Um, one of our listeners, Stephanie Rice, wants to know if emo correspondent. Emo correspondent, uh, Stephanie <laughs> Stephanie Rice wants to know if you have ever checked out the queer content for your consideration. Blow her mouth, which is no longer on Netflix, unfortunately. And what you thought about it? I have, I have. It's not my favorite, but we have so few films available to us that I have seen it. And I have checked it out. Uh, I don't feel comfortable speaking about this movie around this present company. So no, that's fine. You're fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had yeah. Watch it. In Three of the widest dudes on the planet. Yeah, right. Don't even look it up. We, it's not for you. It's simply not for you. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's such a fantastic response. You say that these days I believe in Bigfoot more than God because. Who's he hurting? Uh, is yeah. there more evidence for God or Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, <laughs> I <laughs> your answer your answer will determine whether you stay number one or not. I know. I... <laughs> um, okay, so I, my wife and I, affectionately, playfully believe in Bigfoot. However, I will answer that question by saying while I. I hope Bigfoot is real. Like having a, a secret bipedal ape in North America, like, come on, that'd be so cool. Yeah. I don't pray to Bigfoot. Bigfoot has not had not the yet. same hold on my heart as uh, God. <laughs> so um, I think that God is more powerful. Therefore, um, I believe in God more. 
but it's hey close. so <laughs> I, I, I live across uh, f- uh yep. the road from a big uh forestry um where people come and uh, uh hunt for bigfoot yep. mm-hmm. uh not to kill him but to find him and take a picture of yeah him. of course um, selfie yeah, you gotta get a selfie with yeah. so yeah, i sure. i used to work at uh, a starbucks here in town and um we would regularly have people that would stop right before we closed at starbucks to go set up shop at the forestry um there's to been, hunt for there's been sight have there been sightings or is it just I mean, a place people come uh, to I mean, hunt supposedly yeah. allegedly yeah. Bigfoot is my no, next I'm door a big, neighbor. I'm a big Bigfoot fan, um, and that was a really difficult question. That was <laughs> sorry. And you're the first person to ask it, and I hope that's no the most stressful question you've had all night. Actually, it's gonna Bigfoot. keep me up at night. I'm gonna be like, did I let Bigfoot down tonight? <laughs> big, Bigfoot did. did listen, I deny does listen Bigfoot? To this man, if Bigfoot time, returns, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be like, Grace, you denied me on a, on a, on a white horse with a flaming. You denied yeah. me three times, Grace. Yeah, it's I over. have tested you, Grace, and you failed. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so in an episode of State of Grace, um, you mentioned several artists that you listened to growing up, um, and then I'm going to add a couple extra ones. But can you tell me their your favorite song from these artists? And, they, and you are not going to be judged. Well, you will be judged, but um, <laughs> you're not going to be held accountable for the content of these you will songs. Be uh, not by us, by Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Bigfoot, Bigfoot. definitely going to judge yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so, favorite song from DC Talk? Um, I have to say Jesus Freak. It just kind of goes so hard. Yeah. It does. I don't yeah. like Toby Mac's verses. I have to be honest. I don't like his rap verses, and I know that's maybe controversial. Wow. That's but the Kevin Max has such a cool voice. Yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah. Um, Newsboys. Um. Entertaining Angels. Oh yeah, I like that. Did you ever meet? Have you ever met the Newsboys? No, I'm holding. Okay, yeah. I'm holding they're out. Kind of assholes. They're, they're assholes. total yeah. assholes. Oh, never mind. Them. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah. anymore. Uh, I'm not ashamed. Was our anthem for our youth group when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah. Now you oh, are. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> they played a local. They played a local. We thought that song slapped. I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah. They they th- they they played a local uh, music festival. Music festival, and we were the our youth group was like backstage hands, like mm-hmm. stage we, like crew. We had, yeah, we were essentially stage crew, uh, and they were just the biggest pricks. Like we did this. Yeah. Like weirdly enough, I was at that event, but not. I did not know these guys at the time, uh, and I I was. They were. They wanted nice. like they wanted like armed like security to take them from their bus to the like and keep in mind this is at a in a cornfield in indiana no 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 it was in the middle middle of a racetrack a racetrack a dirt racetrack wait when when was this was this when oh um, this was like i was in the 90s it was in the 96 97 yeah so that's like the original lineup yeah yeah when uh and so like they they first of all they were jessica simpson also played at that at Mm -hmm. at a different year yeah she pre pre nick lachey jessica simpson yeah yeah Yeah, and so like they were (laughs) they like they were like refusing to go on because they didn't have like armed security and then they literally played they were scared they were slated they were paid for an hour and a half they played for 45 minutes and and just oh, and then out. you're just left with your thoughts. That's yep. the worst. Yeah. Yep. We wanted the newsboys to distract us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what you got. Is that the year we went down? Is that the year we left and went to downtown Bloomington yeah. to see the Y store? Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, went, we left the festival early. We're like, fuck these guys. So we were working it. Yeah, there was the a festival. concert on Kirkwood. Yeah. And yep. we went to a, mm-hmm. another concert. Um, Switchfoot. Oh man, I have so many. I honestly love Switchfoot. They were I do too. Yeah. Hard. I still love them. I still do, yeah. 
Um, enough to let me go is some is like one of theirs that I really like. I like Twenty Four. I like um, Only Hope. Um, oh my gosh, uh, there's so many. I mean, I just think Meant to Live was just such a cool record. Yeah, that was a great record. Yeah, I honestly anything off of there. Okay, uh, Reliant K. Another one. This is hard. Okay. <laughs> um, the song Be My Escape. I mean, that yeah. like that was huge for me. I also love um, Witch to Bury Us or The Hatchet was another one that I liked. Uh, Sadie Hawkins' Dance Pressing oh, On. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you also did the – so the first time I, I ever heard anything from you was from Queer Christian Cover Band where mm-hmm. you covered Be My Escape. Uh mm-hmm. A little bit about, can you tell me just a little bit about that project so people can look it up? Because I think it's really sure. awesome. Sure. So you can look up the hashtag on TikTok, Queer Christian Cover Band. And what I sort of just haphazardly started doing was um, putting together like acoustic stripped down covers of like Christian, like CCM anthems. And the first one I did was Be My Escape by Reliant K. And then the guitarist from Reliant K actually saw what we were doing on Twitter and sent me like a video of him doing a guitar part that I added to the video, which was oh, like that's so cool. cool. Yeah, super cool. They've actually, there are a number of members of Reliant K, not the like main two, not like Matt Hoops and Matt Thiessen, but the, a lot of other ones have been really supportive of everything happening. And that's very cool. And um, yeah, so we did like Hawk Nelson, we did Reliant K, we did DC Talk, we did Oceans by Hillsong, Gay Ocean, <laughs> Hillsong Hates Us. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else we did. But yeah, we did, we did a lot. It was a really fun project, but I had to stop because I had to finish Preacher's Kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I can't do this every week. <laughs> I have to like, write my own music. Favorite audio adrenaline song? <laughs> ah, okay. Um, Big House, Some Kind of Zombie. Oh. That was so cool. That's, I think that's Some Kind cool of Zombie is, is, might be their best record. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Far and away. Like, it's so good. Bloom was also really good. Two different mm-hmm. genres, like two different sounds, really. Yeah. But... You know. Met them too at that same festival, different year, and they were not assholes. They were the <laughs> nicest guys ever. You know what? So, so, <laughs> so what kind of nerd I am? I was working uh, working on a coffee machine. We, we've I fix coffee equipment yeah. now. Um, in in Speedway, uh, in in Indianapolis, next to the 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 racetrack for the Indy Five Hundred, and the drummer from Audio Adrenaline came in, and I recognized him. I remembered his name. It was. Ben, Bob. his name no, was Bob. No, no, this is oh, this is when they had a drum. drummer. Bob plays oh, it. Bob played yeah, the, uh, the the drum machine. The drum machine. Uh, so I remembered his name, and like I said, Ben, and he looked at me like, "Do I know you?" <laughs> like, no, but I know you. I met Audio Adrenaline in an elevator with my dad. I don't remember it at like some CCM conference thing um, when I was little, and they were really, really nice. I yep, remember meeting yep, them. Super What's nice. the name of that lead singer? Mark Stewart. Yeah. Mark Stewart. Super, super nice. It was really cool to meet him. And I yep. always think about that for some reason because I don't know if they're affirming. And it's the sort of thing where like if you could go back and freeze time and be like, Mark Stewart, you're talking to a gay. Like how would <laughs> right. he responded? Like I right. always wonder, like I have to redo certain memories. Like this person was so nice to me, but what if they've known? Interesting. Like you just, I don't know. <laughs> now I have an idea for a podcast. Once we find a time machine <laughs> is to go back in time and interview those people. Yeah. This like won't be this won't like be released you. for twenty years. Yeah, just yeah. tell us what you really feel right now. Don't know this right now. But just <laughs> you don't know what a podcast is, but yeah, but 
This adorable child will grow up to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> favorite Taylor Swift song. This is out of the Christian genre. Oh, this is really hard too. I have to say, I love everything on folklore. Oh, I was God, a big Taylor Swift. Yeah. So good. It um, is ridiculous. I think My Tears Ricochet, for some reason, has just really captured my imagination. But I, I like, love Taylor Swift. I didn't love the Reputation era, but then Folklore, like, I just, I there, it's unskippable yeah. for me. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't even like Taylor Swift that much. The Folklore and Evermore are yeah, they're fantastic. really fucking great albums. Really they're, great. Yeah. She's just an incredible songwriter. Yeah. yeah. And favorite Britney Spears song. I just listened to Britney Spears' entire discography before the Free Britney documentary came out with my wife. This is so hard. I love Britney Spears. For me, okay, I think... Okay, th this, this is, is the be, question that's going to stress her out the most. This is really going to stress me out. I want to yeah. do her justice. I, I think Lucky... Lucky... He would be. He hears everything. He's very he does. powerful. He does. Um, I think "Lucky" is a, is a really like beautiful song. I think um, every time, also, like I think oh, yeah. they really hear sort of like the tenderness in her voice on that. And then I also love the mirroring of listening to "Baby One More Time" and "Oops, I Did It Again" back to back because you hear like how the songwriter was like pulling from the motif that worked in "Baby One More Time" and bringing over that theme to "Oops, I Did It Again" in a way that like with the piano, I think is like really just like with those pop hits, it's just like infectious. It's genius. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, lightning round. <laughs> that wasn't a lightning round. That wasn't round, the lightning round. No, no, no. no. I, I, I want to do it. Like this is, do you have time for a lightning round? I should oh, yeah, be respectful sure. every time. I, right, no, sorry. you're totally fine. Yeah. Uh, what is your beverage of choice? Um, coffee or cream soda. How do you like your coffee? I like it with a little bit of hazelnut creamer. Mm. Um, what is the last album you listened to start to finish? It's not an album, but I've been listening to Kenny Hoopla's EP, and I don't know what it's called, but Kenny Hoopla is like all I'm listening to right now, and I re I really recommend checking him out. He's like a pop punk type of artist. Ooh. Hmm. Um, what is your the favorite movie that you've seen in the last year? Doesn't have to have had come out in the last year, but you have to have come out in the last year. Well, well, some movies came out. Oh, I got it. Basic Instinct blew my mind. I'd never seen it before. It's such a good movie. It's queer canon. Fight me. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Um, it's. I. I mean, the setting, the car chase scenes. Um, I hate the detective that's played in there, but Sharon Stone is pitch perfect in like one of the most. Like per, she was ahead of her time, a visionary. It's just, it's amazing. Basic instinct. What is your favorite TV show of all time? Of all time? <laughs> of all time. That's generally a response we get with these questions. I don't know. What, what do you, so what do you rewatch the most? Right now I'm rewatching Hannah Montana, but that's not my favorite show of all time. <laughs> but it's the best of both worlds. Come on. Yeah. Stop it. God. Um, I would say, I mean, a show that I've like always come back to, but I think it's just like nostalgia and comfort is the OC, the first two. Oh seasons. my god, I love the OC. <laughs> Something like Don't that. Call it that. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, it's so good. It's right. fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's, it's excellent. It's How dare you speak of Adam Brody that way? <laughs> yeah, he's he's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Talking or texting? Um. Talking. Invisibility what? or super strength? Invisibility. Um, what's your, what's the best TV theme song? 
Mm, best, I think probably um, Big Little Lies. I don't know. That. I don't know that one. Do, 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 do. Oh, I have to think of the artist who sings it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fully like an an independent song that they turned into a theme song or the theme song to True Blood. That's pretty oh. fun. Do you believe in the multiverse? What is the multiverse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the multiverse the theory, is the idea yeah. that um, there are alternate realities uh, of us in every possible scenario where things are constantly happening uh, at the same time. Like there's a, oh there's goodness. a, there's a universe where this is a good podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a universe where you are uh, being interviewed by Joe Rogan. Oh, that's a bad universe. That's a bad universe. Well, we didn't say it was good or bad. We're just saying they're different universes. But in that universe, he's rather pleasant. Not in this. Yeah, why? (laughs) Yeah, why not? He's not an Um, MMA douche in that other. (laughs) Um, do I haven't considered it especially much, but it sounds awesome. Like, yeah, let's do it for sure. I mean, I also think that we all have situations in our life where you can imagine that if like a si- if like one thing mm-hmm. went differently, like oh, yeah. your life would be totally different. So yep. sure. Um, what goes on a hot dog? Okay. This is important. It's ketchup, <laughs> mustard, a little bit of mayo. Don't come Ooh. for me. Relish. <laughs> I like mayo. Oh my gosh. A little bit, a little bit of hot- mayo. Not a lot. Boy, is there a, I was going to say, is there a hot dog on there anywhere or is it just condiments? Don't listen to Brad. He's he's (laughs) an elite hot dog elitist. You can actually leave the show now, Brad. (laughs) He he is a hot dog elitist. I am a little bit of a hot dog elitist. Can we cancel Brad? A hot dog elitist. (laughs) 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 I have have business cards and everything. It's It's literally like the meat slop in like a like it's, not to the it's a half a step above baloney. Let Let's me have this, Grace. <laughs> it's a, I have so little in this life. Let me have this. It's literally warmed up baloney. That's really yeah, it like is. Yeah, it is. it's rolled up baloney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so that that's all the questions I'll ask for now. Uh, <laughs> I do have one more question. That the, the, the lightning round is over. Um, how? Where can people find? Where can people follow you? I'm gonna have all the links in the show notes, but say that and then what is what is also the best way to support you cool um you can follow me at grace baldridge and then um that's on like twitter and instagram you can listen to my music under my artist name which is semler s-e-m-l-e-r and the best way to support me right now i have a bit of a lofty goal to crack the billboard charts because i kind of want to just check off all the milestones we can until like how how big does this have to get before you acknowledge me and um the best way of doing that would be to listen on spotify if you have spotify i would really appreciate that so that's the best way to support me right now okay done um thank you so much for coming on the podcast we thank you for having me this was so much fun i'm in a great mood (laughs) usually i'm very tired at the end i'm I'm very very tired i need a nap now no thank you so much uh, we we love what you're doing. We'll um, do it again. We'll absolutely have to. Anytime you want to come on oh, to promote I love anything. To come back. Yeah, thank you yep. so much for this having is, me. Yeah, or if you're just bored, like on a Tuesday or something, or a Wednesday, just, just want to pop just, in. Just hit us up. Yeah, yeah. we'd have you on. It, we'd have you on any time. This link works forever, right? So you could have you no. guys on, and then my, <laughs> you just my pop square. I wish you did. You don't even say anything. You just sit there for five minutes. Just and then just blink out. Yeah. Yeah. I just click in for a little bit, like it's like a clubhouse or something, and I'm just there, and then I leave, and I don't say anything. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now 
story I was actually going to tell. <laughs> All right, next week, got one. That'll be one of four. I'll bury it in there. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll never know which one was it. Just remember bears. That's it. <laughs> if I forget the bears, then... Uh, on, on Twitter, uh, Ruben Hood at Ruben Hood. Michelle Hood. At Pastors Podcast. I'm not quite through episode 244. But if hashtag Schindler's uncle with diabetes isn't the week, this week's hashtag, I'm leaving the show. Hashtag the liturgists. Oh. <laughs> I retired. Doug Schindler. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Timothy Oliphant Knowles at Knowles <laughs> underscore TK. <laughs> Did I Sir, say that last week? We, <laughs> you are not Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> the poor man's Timothy Oliphant. Uh, it's a good looking man. Uh, what, Timothy Oliphant or T.O.? Well, I mean, both, but yeah. I was talking he's about not, Timothy He's no Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. No. Who is, yeah. though? Yeah. Um, at Pastors Podcast, Hugh Hefner, call me Casper, baby. Playboy Bunny, <laughs> why is that? Hugh Hefner, you'll see. Hashtag spraying ghosts. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good work, buddy. Uh, that's it. That's pretty much it. That's it. That's all the feedback. You got any five-star reviews? If you have uh, li- like, did you this, mute me? Uh, I did. I was sending you stuff on Facebook. I didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if you like to talk, <laughs> well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hashtag come for the pancakes, stay for the shame. Mm-hmm. Hashtag MMA douche. Hashtag MMA douche. Hot dog elitist. <laughs> well, the, hot dog. The love child of Jerry Seinfeld and Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Minecraft Michael. Hashtag grabbed the muscle. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag, His name is Russell. Hashtag strand of ferrets. <laughs> and then hashtag purse mammoth. Uh, hashtag did I, did I let Bigfoot down. Bigfoot down. <laughs> hashtag it's queer cannon. Fight me. Hashtag best of bo- best of both worlds. It's the best of both worlds. Hashtag hot dog elitist. Hat, hashtag meat slops. <laughs> Hashtag sniffing glue out of a sandwich bag. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> was that for hashtag that's from, whites. Uh, yeah, it's from uh, Dancing Outlaw. Check it uh, out. Hash, hashtag Minecraft Michael. Yeah. Hashtag eat, drink, and be dick. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag love waits for dick. <laughs> love will lift us up where so, we be dick. Pure, purity movement's a new slogan. Yeah. <laughs> love waits for dick. <laughs> love waits for puss. Uh, <laughs> hashtag if you milk them, they will come. That's my favorite. Hashtag strand of ferret. That might be my favorite. And then hashtag lap mammoth. 
<laughs> All right, I've got hashtag live laugh dick. <laughs> hashtag if you milk them, they will come. That's my favorite. Hashtag grab the muscle and hashtag purse mammoth. Dude, I don't know. Grab the muscle's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, man. Strand of ferret. Are we really going to let that go by? If we milk them, they will come. <laughs> I feel like that's um, a little too on the nose. They told me. Bum, bum, bum. Love waits for Love I mean, waits for Love waits for dick. Love lives. What was your one? Live, laugh, dick. Was that the first one? Yeah, was the first one. Love lifts us up where dick is found. Uh, I, I don't care. I like, strand of ferret. I like strand of ferrets or purse mammoth. Um, I like if you milk them, they will come. That's my favorite. So you, you guys have to agree on something. Oh, God damn it. All right. Purse mammoth. It's got to be purse mammoth. <laughs> All right. Purse mammoth. God damn it. I yeah. really like strands of ferret. I mean, it's ferret good, too. Purse man. mammoth it is. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I never win anything. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag purse mammoth. Uh, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. At Paul and Matt. At MJ Basinger. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Instagram. Big a glorious Pastors. Uh, time for pulling out support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. God, Subscribe, Grace, rate, I'm so sorry if you've made on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, ingloriouspastors.com or jizzmuzzle.com. Um, support us on Patreon to get access to the bonus podcast. Buy us around and help shape the content of this show, like Stephanie Rice. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Yeah. Bonus podcasts are uh, Deep Thoughts with Michael. Yeah. Uh, Doubting Matt, and if Brad ever does one again, Ruminations. Ruminations. We are, we are, Ruminations. I'll try to get you a Doubting Matt this weekend. I've got 10 deep thoughts locked and loaded, already recorded. That's great. Yep. At least you got something. I got another one coming out. I thought of before we started this podcast. So, the deep thoughts. Interesting, man. <laughs> it's fucking interesting, man.